Hi guys, welcome to Be My Therapist episode. We stop counting. Today we're going to be talking about bipolar disorder, cancel culture, and everything that makes us feel like we're not the same as everyone else. <laughs> Today our guest is, say your full name. I only know you as Eli. Well, I go by Eli, but the full name is uh, Elias Ariaga, Christopher Ariaga, if you want like the middle name, but unnecessary i like chris as a name like i had a lot of fun friends growing up their name was chris but they would always refer to themselves as like christopher or something like yeah. i'm that guy <laughs> no honestly every chris that i know is also like a really nice like really good a good person yeah a good chris vibes. is like always a smile i don't know why yeah it's just chris energy okay do you know your zodiac anything like that i do okay so i am a gemini um i am uh, if you want like the in-depth um my moon is in Sagittarius, my rising is Leo, and I have a whole, I have like my whole birth chart somewhere. Yeah, I am a Capricorn, sun, Aquarius rising, Leo moon, mm-hmm. but I also have a Capricorn stallion, so like everything about my zodiac charts revolves around me being as like as earthy as possible. Mm-hmm. I've seen your natal chart once in like a, it's the star of David, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a PC term or not to use, but like a... It's supposed to signify, like, uh, showing that you would be a great leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have a Star David and I have some other stuff in it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How has that affected your life? Do you often find yourself in leadership positions? Um, I wouldn't say, like, leadership positions, per se. Um, it's just, some t- like, some things I'll be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Uh, it, and then other people will be like, yeah, okay. But so it, you're rather not... reluctant, so you are a good leader. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, yo, let me control your life. Like, I got you, you know, I'm not... Um, I just kind of, I don't know, some things, especially if it's something I know, like, really well, I'll be like, hey, I can show you some stuff about it, like, when I'm showing people how to, like, make coffee or something like that, like, I feel like, yeah, it can be, like, lead, like get a leadership role in that. So you also deal with uh, bipolar disorder, and I think that can also come from you being uh, a reluctant leader, because being a leader, you're like, hey, I think <clears throat> this task might be what's best for this person, but you also know that, uh... People don't learn things unless they try it themselves. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're always in a position where you're like, hey, even my friends, that you may, I may also be projecting in this moment. But you can be like, hey, I know what's best for my friends, but I can't tell my friend what's best for them. Because if my friends are as stubborn as I am, they don't want to hear my nonsense. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely feel that. that. I'll be like, hey, uh, I have one really good friend who super stubborn, always has to be right. And I'm always like, hey, you should do this, this, that. Like, no, well, this is just like, all right, I was like, live your life, live your truth. You know, I could only, I could put my input so much, but I can't control your life. And like, you're you. referring to who I think you're referring to. I love that because like, you both randomly seem like y'all don't care about each other at all. But mm-hmm. like, uh, I've been around in heated moments where like, uh, we both were present mm-hmm. and like, I always like to feel like I'm the referee. Yeah. And like <laughs> your friend that we're referring to right now, I thought he was also on like my referee kind of side, but he's like, nah, I wanted to swing. Swing on my boy. I'm going to show you what happens. When you touch my boy, I touch you. And, like, I don't care. Call your boy, too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there was a father-son situation, but uh, who knows yeah. what happened that day. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good day. <laughs> that was funny. There was a lot of stuff happening that day. But, yeah, so when I met you, you were uh, on the downside of a manic episode or maybe. I don't know if you call them episodes. I like to call them episodes because, like, that's how the rest of the world refer to people like us. Mm-hmm. But, uh you know, in the downward spiral of, like, a manic episode. But, like, you started feeling better as we progressed throughout the week. How do you normally uh, lift yourself up when you're, like, feel like you're uh, at your worst? 
Um, it, it varies. It's hard, you know, from, like, because it is definitely in episodes because it, it's never consistent. It's never, like, it's always in waves, and it's not even, like, predictable waves. It's, like, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, when I talk to other people that have uh, struggled with, like, bipolar disorder and stuff, it, it's definitely, like, because you get asked a lot, like, how long does it last, and how does it make you feel, and stuff like that. It's, like, well, there's really no way to tell because there's, like, the past couple of weeks... Um, I've been feeling like past like two, three weeks, I've been feeling shitty. But before that, like the past, I would say month, I was doing great. I felt great. And then like, you know, I felt good yesterday after feeling extremely horrible earlier in that morning, like just waking up and crying and stuff. Uh, so it's really not like, you know, the highs and lows and everything, they, it, it, it's not like a predictable thing, but whenever I'm in a low, like, uh, Sometimes, I mean, it seems hard to get out of, and it is, but I really like to uh, just sit, you know, here with my cats, um, relax. I used to uh, smoke a lot. I'm not smoking as much anymore just because of the, I'm realizing, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, weed, definitely a medicine for uh, illness. Like, it definitely has helped me a lot, but I, I realized recently, one, expensive habit, uh, but two, it's like, I'm trying more so to deal with things without escapism. Uh, and I find like that makes me feel better too because I'll be feeling like shit and I'll just try to like collect myself, you know, water my plants, you know, hang out with my cats, listen to music, try to like collect myself and uh, without having to resort to like outsourcing it. Because I, I notice more so that like I'm not really using weed as like a medicine, like therapeutically, you know, I've been like kind of just doing it to, like, I just want to get super high and just not know what's going on. Oh, you become gluttonous with your weed consumption? Yeah, very gluttonous with it, and it, uh, detrimental, too, because it's, like, you're not actually using it to help your problems. I'm, I'm using it to, like, suppress the issues, and so I, I've really stopped doing that. I've, been like, chilled out on, like, a lot of substances that I've been doing. Just We're on cancel culture today, and, uh, part of cancel culture is drug culture, because drugs are always supposed to be canceled, mm-hmm. but medicines, uh, affect us differently. Uh, I may be getting some of the doctor's medicine soon, but like I've also tried to cure myself, whatever that could mean with uh, the street drugs. Mm-hmm. But the street drugs don't work, so I'm gonna give the doctor's drugs a chance as well. It it's definitely a which do you know which one like you might be getting prescribed? Or oh, anything? I know what they want to get me. They probably want to give me some Lexipro or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I fear Lexipro because like, how am I still gonna feel like me once you calm me down? Yeah, no. If I'm calm because I want to be calm, then I feel like me. But if I'm calm because, like, your pills are forcing me to be calm, mm-hmm. then I'm, like, being oppressed. That's, that's... And, like, in standard society, mm-hmm. we talk about how no one wants to be oppressed. So, like, how do we deal, how do we deal with oppression? Because cancel culture is also about oppression. Oppressees become oppressors. And we're like, yo, who's supposed to feel bad for you? Who now, since the new oppressees were once the oppressors, mm-hmm. don't cry for the new people that are being oppressed? Yeah. Is that, like, our feelings? I'm black, so, like, I think about this from a black man's perspective. I feel bad when I see, like, a bunch of people wearing, like, a black excellent, black excellent t-shirts. And, like, uh, we're in a room crowded full of random races, and, like, they're eventually going to start their sputter, or, like, their ruckus about, like, the KKK or something. Without also seeing how uh, they're producing the same thing. But, like, since you were oppressed, it's okay now. Mm-hmm. But that little white kid down the street wants to be around his people and he wants to feel like he's okay with it as well. Mm-hmm. But he can't join a white-only club. It's okay to have black-only clubs, Mexican-only clubs, but mm-hmm. 
stay away from the white-only clubs? Like, how are we going to get to a stable of peace where we always have to oppress someone that we felt like was oppressing us? Well, I feel like... I don't think oppression in any aspect is okay. However, you know, there are consequences to actions and years, centuries of systemic uh, oppression. Now people are starting to, like, not as, like not necessarily oppress you because I don't believe in, like, reverse racism or anything like that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that shit's real. Um, but, you know, white people are, like, oh, it's kind of like people make fun of white people a lot more. People do this or that. They're more exclusionary. It's like this this animosity and this, like, thing towards and i'm not saying like you know people of color hate white people that's not the case at all it's it's like it's just holding them accountable it's like why can't they have white only clubs because you know <laughs> last time they did that the same the last, thing that we're doing with germany like with the old nazis thing <laughs> the last couple times they've done that throughout all of history they've been you know taking land killing indigenous people uh neo-nazi groups white supremacist groups etc like all of those things are it's like, why can't we celebrate white culture? It's like, well, because your culture is an accumulation of, like, conquering and destroying and oppressing other cultures. It's like, um, I feel, it, it's weird because it's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't oppress people, but also, like, I, I do believe certain ideologies are too, too extreme to exist. Like, especially any, any, I mean white supremacy is one of them just because it, it's like if your ideology in any aspect and you know if, if you're trying to create like an ethno state or something like that where you believe like one one type of race or ethnicity or something should rule like genetics should be purified you believe in like eugenics and uh you know just annihilation of other people just because of like base characteristics and stuff that really don't um, just like the whole concept of race is like a made up concept to begin with and it's like if that's like one of your strongest points to like yo why why are we doing this people is like we're the master race it's like fam race isn't even real <laughs> it's not even like a real thing dude like <laughs> so it's like you're basing thoughts of genocide and murder and all these other things off of something that's like completely like made up concept to begin with it's like ideologies like that should not honestly be allowed to exists on any aspect i mean white supremacy is like a main one but there's other like supremacist groups of whatever do you think it's a way to pro <clears throat> do you think it's possible to oppress white people i mean yeah definitely it's possible to oppress anybody i could oppress my neighbors you know oppression is not when people think of oppression they think usually like whites oppressing people which is definitely a a, a huge source of oppression i think uh again holding white people accountable and stuff like that and you know they're being assholes like it's not it's not reverse racism i'm not being racist towards white people it's like we want you to be educated on the the things like we hold you accountable and you're like you're being racist to me because i'm white blah blah and it's like no you're being held accountable about the history and the facts and things that you do your microaggressions it's like the things that you do that are racist that you don't understand are racist because it's it's been ingrained in you this is just what you know as a white individual as a white person it's like so it's not necessarily reverse racism and oppression. It's like holding them accountable. But you can definitely oppress white people. If I became like the president and I was like, yo, executive order, all whites have to move to Idaho and you cannot leave. You will get food rations. You will be beaten. You will be like, stuff like that. it's like, yeah, that's, that's oppressing white people. Like definitely like, <laughs> but 
I feel like the whole reverse racism and I mean I feel like white people still aren't oppressed you know uh, and that's why you have different things that organizations that are made to oppress the whites like uh one of my favorite organizations to oppress the whites I do not believe in uh oppressing white people my best friend's white and that should be like seen as mm-hmm. racist because like if my white best friend said my best friend's black he's automatically racist but uh the NAACP or the Black Panther organization, you know, uh, when we were all fighting for uh, the freedoms or like the women's rights, the gays' rights, and all that nonsense, you know who the Black Panthers hid behind? Hmm. They hid behind uh, people in wheelchairs, the mentally disabled and the physically disabled. Why? Because, hey, white man, shoot me while I got your white disabled friend right here. Mm-hmm. How are you going to break through them? True. But-, but no one can see this as a setup for an attack because mm-hmm. you're. Which way are we supposed to view anything anymore? I just feel like when it comes to the history of like Black Panthers and, and things like that, like NAACP and all that, like I, I don't I don't believe ideologies are like I said, some ideologies are too like violent and stuff to exist, but I also well, I do believe that, but I also do believe that everybody innately has the right to defend themselves and like um NAACP, Black Panthers, things like that, like yeah. Like, they could, they do things that are, you know, seemingly quote-unquote racist or, like, violent and oppressive towards white people, but it's, like, these aren't, they're not the actions, they're the reactions, you know, they're the reactions of centuries of oppression and things like that. White people would just go into black neighborhoods and kill people and do things like that, so black neighborhoods are like, okay, we're gonna do, uh, you know, there was poverty, there's other things, and they they decided community policing because you see a lot of stuff about like the violence and all that the the Black Panthers did but they had school lunch programs they had education programs after school programs to keep kids off of like out of the streets off drugs and different things like that it was just community policing and because the police wouldn't do it the police would go into black neighborhoods and kill black people black kids you know black men young black men stuff like that so it's like if the police are coming in, not policing, it's like, we have to police our own community and protect the community. And, you know, white people would go and, like, commit violence against people of color all the time. So it's like, these organizations, they hold them accountable. And it's like, yeah, if, if you're policing your community and you see some cops about to kill a young black man, like, I think you should be able to, like, you know, like, hey, man, chill out. Like, you're going to, you know, don't take life, you know, especially if you're supposed to protect it by enforcing the law. It's like, so that's why it's like, I don't think these organizations are necessarily racist because they're the reactions to actions that were taken taken against the communities. It's like, we, there's after school programs and stuff, but if you're going to keep coming over here and like killing people, it's like, we're going to defend ourselves. You know, you have to defend yourself. I think everybody, because I, I definitely believe in guns. I don't think like crazy guns and shit should exist. Like, I don't think you need like an AR-15 or anything, but uh, just concealed carry and stuff to like protect yourself. Like there's definitely... Because I, I believe every everybody has the innate right to, like, protect themselves, their own life, you know? So, and that's what these organizations, like, the Black Panthers, like, they would have shootouts and stuff with police or whatever, like, whatever violence, like, may be committed. But it was never, like, hey, let's go bomb this police station. It was like, you know, these police are, <laughs> they're on, like, a, they're riding through the hood, like, just fucking people up, killing people and stuff. So it's like, shoot back, you know? They're, they're going to shoot you no matter what. <laughs> it's like, if you have something on you to protect yourself, like protect yourself you know it's like so that's why it's like they're not really like racist organizations just i mean violence is never okay but also if i think if it's justified it's like 
It's less bad. It Can I say something bad. stupid? Have you ever seen Naruto? Yeah. All right, you know Pain? Yeah. Here's a stupid ideology for you. So, like, uh, we're all, like, breeding our own continuous hatred. Because, like, just in that uh, instance that we're already going over, is like, the oppressees need to show the oppressors what they felt, right? Mm-hmm. And how am I going to show you what I felt? By making you feel as bad, or I'm hoping that I'm making you feel as bad as I felt. But that's still violence with violence. But that's emotional violence with emotional violence. Like, hey, I have uh, these things that trigger me because of the skin color I grew up with. And I know some of these things don't trigger you, but I'm going to give you your own personal triggers. Now, I know you watch TV as well. And your people put in TV that black people are scary. So you're already scared of black people. You're scared of black people. You're scared of black people. You're scared of black people. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's the thought that's, like, constantly repeated. And, like, you have to take it upon yourself. Like, all of us would be like, hey, you know what? Hispanics aren't scary. White people aren't scary. Mm-hmm. No one's scary. You know who's scary to me? Everyone that's not speaking with me. Because mm-hmm. if you're not with me, you're against me. And that's just, like, basic logic. Yeah, I just feel like... I feel like, to an extent, it's not even that deep, though. Because it's like, like yeah, it's... Uh, it wasn't even like, I'm going to make you feel how I felt. It was just like, stop killing us. Stop killing people. Like, if a, if a cop or somebody's about to kill you for no reason. Hey, stop. What are you doing out your boy? Like, starts beating your ass and he's about to kill you. Like, you should be able to... If anybody's about to kill you, like, the fight or flight kicks in, you know, the primal urge. And if you need to survive, I think it's like... It's not even like trying to make the police and white people feel as bad as, like, they felt. It's like, look, like, it's just the instinctual survival. It's like for... Like, don't... Don't threaten other people's life unjustly because it's like... It's not like people are out here, like, murdering police for fun. It was like, this cop tried to kill my nephew. I saw him, like, beating him to death, so I shot him. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, cops, stay out of here. Because when cops come into the hood, they, they kill people. They arrest more people. They plant drugs on people. They oppress people. It's like, we're going to police our own neighborhoods. We're going to make our own after-school centers and feed the people and stuff. That way, we can check crime and whatever's going on in our own way. Uh, to minimize the amount of police presence. That way, it minimizes the violence against our community, you know? Micro or... Yeah, that, that would be a micro-government, right? Or a macro-government? Um, a government that governs itself? It's... Yeah, community policing is like a... It's like a... It, it's a smaller scale. Um, but even, like, you know, it works. And you, you, you can go to, like, the Heights in Houston. And in comparison to, like, Third Ward, for example, it's like when I lived in Third Ward... I've never lived in the Heights, but... When I lived in Third Ward, like, I would walk walk to work all the time, do all this stuff, and, like, it, it's supposed to be, quote-unquote, the hood. Like, you know, nothing bad ever happened to me, nothing like that. It's, like, everybody knows each other. Um, the dude down the block in the trap knows, you know, the old lady across the street because that's, that's her nephew's, like, friend or something. You know, there's different things like that, and there's these artists that I knew whose studio got broken into, and they ended up... Uh, through, like, the grapevine of the community and stuff, they figured out who it was, and they just walked up in there and were like, yo, man, like, we need our shit back, you know? Uh, just because I was someone's, like, son who did it, and they were like, nah, you know, my grandson did this, is that, you know? So it's like, but that's what it is, is like, and it involves some people from the community center and some other stuff, and they, they were like, hey, man, like, went to the house, like, you know, got the stuff back recovered, no harm, no foul, you know? It's like, yeah, I don't steal from people, but it's like, that's, there's, there's more of a sense of community, and it's like, you know, I'm not gonna call the cops on you, because, like, if I call the cops, if if any, and, you know, I don't believe in calling the cops for the most part, I'm like, 
unless like it's an absolute emergency but even then it's like if i call the cops on anybody who's not white like they're i'm putting their life at risk you know and like instead like if i can solve the issue without the police it's like well you want to throw hands or you want to do something else it's like if we can solve the issue like get it over with that's what they did like there was a so i saw a lot of that when i think I that there. might come out with your bpd because that comes out you know me pretty well like yeah. i love to play referee I've recently got into an altercation. And you know, like, I'm the last person to, like, call somebody's hands. Yeah. But uh, I moved into a New Haven neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm living with a buddy. So, like, I express that I'm skits, right? Mm-hmm. And I cannot always separate if I'm talking, if I'm talking, or if that dude was talking. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, the neighbor might have said something that felt quite disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, I said it in as polite as possible. I'm like, hey, is anyone trying to mess with the skits kid? Because, like, if you're not... I'll show you that I'm actually still crazy because I'm feeling kind of crazy today. And I, I did. I wanted a way to uh, release my primal instinct. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're a big man. You're talking tough to somebody who's mentally disabled. Yeah. So, like, let me show you that I'm actually mentally disabled. Hey, you want to do a fight to the death? I was so angry in this moment that uh, mm-hmm. I looked up Texas laws. I looked up the laws to a duel. I can send this male a letter and I can challenge him and his family for everything that he owns. Mm-hmm. I just need to have one person, uh, <laughs> hey, you want to come with me while I like, send this guy a letter? And as long as you see that the letter is sent, you make sure he opens this letter. I give him an expiration date on when he can tell me that he doesn't before everything is mine now. Mm-hmm. But hey, do you want to play with me when I'm crazy, when I'm crazy, or when I'm crazy? Because I'm mm-hmm. always crazy. Yeah. But, but that's the thing is like living in... Which, like, altercations, again, are never good, but it's, like, living in Third Ward, like, you know... I, I work oh, this is the suburbs, too. Yeah. This is, uh, Katie. This is... Suburbs. Oh, really? Oh, that's crazy. And you know, like, when I lived in Third Ward with you, like... Those vibes. Exactly. Everything was okay, but I go to the suburbs where the people were supposedly more peaceful. Yeah, it's not but, not the hood, quote-unquote, but that's where you find, like, a lot more violence against, like, people in Oh, general. they do different drugs there. And, well, not, not just that, it's, like... But that's because they don't have, like, in Third Ward, like, a lot of it's community policing, like, you know... The cops are on the block. Yo, we heard somebody's doing this and this. Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? Because we, like, it, it's known that, like, the police there, someone's life could be taken unjustly. Or even if it is quote unquote justified, it's like, that's another person of color, you know, uh, gone, you know? And it's like, so communities, and, you know, even living in this neighborhood, it's the East End, it's like a majority Hispanic community and stuff. And, like, it's more it's still communal but it's like if you go to the heights and stuff like that like i've never had a sense of like community like when i'm in third ward or when i'm like over here or somewhere else just because like these communities are historic historically oppressed communities and like inner city communities and stuff are the ones with the most communal feel with the most like family yeah that's what i wanted from uh the warehouse scene this podcast was supposed to take off at the warehouse Mm -hmm. where i was finally in a place where uh it should have felt communal where i can like uh interview people Person by person, but uh, we experienced it. we experienced cancel culture there. We uh had a landlord. I mean, honestly, he's not whatever I land. I, I see nothing wrong with what he did because at the end of the day, the same way I told y'all, I was like, hey, y'all can bail out at any point in this. When I start a fight or an argument, like I, I no longer care about like how you feel at the end of this. I'm sorry, that sounds terrible, but like it's no, true. No, like no. I but- care about winning because I want to win. I mean, but it's like he wasn't—he wasn't really a landlord. He was just kind of like a, a scumbag with like. Oh, I'm calling him landlord to like show him that like I hold no malice. I mean, I just told. I mean, even because he had called the cops on us one day, and they when Robert and them were there, and like they checked out the, 
our contracts or leases and they're like oh did we ever bring up the illegal camera that he had on us you know he's like recorded me uh masturbating i'm like i don't know what he does with that sound but like yo bro (laughs) what you doing honestly i think he has like a voyeur fetish or something and oh he does uh but we can't talk about that it's whatever i just i seen uh homeboy around two the the maintenance dude who had beef yeah uh, after that, because I used to work at the coffee shop right there for a little, a couple months after, and like he would never say shit until like after I walked by him, and then like his son and like Mundo were outside. Uh, yeah, they were outside one day, but uh, and then he's like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" And it was like three of them, and I was like, "I just got off work." I was like, "Fam, like if you're gonna say something, like say it to my face. Like don't wait till I walk past you." And it's like every time y'all talk shit, every time all this shit would happen, like it would not be to my face, and I was like, I was like. Three on one, I was like, what's up? Like, <laughs> I was like, you should have been like, Tony will be back later. <laughs> and I was like, yo, what's good? Like, I remember when Tony did that thing to Valentine, or we don't remember that either. And I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know either. I have no idea. But hey, he was beating up my friend. I was also breaking up a fight then as well. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just, uh, it, the warehouse should have been communal, but uh, there's just like bad energy there, you know? But because it wasn't. I don't want to say it was definitely a community, but it was like the there was definitely a disruptive factor in it, which also is like oppression. There was an oppressive landlord and there was other shit that he would go around like telling all these people all this shit and doing all types of things. And I think uh, the thing that may walls. have brought the most division within our warehouse community is because... You would tell Valentina's story, mm-hmm. and Valentina's going to tell Homeboy's story, and Homeboy's going to tell Homeboy's story, and that person's going to come tell me. Like, uh, I experienced a loss like while we were in the warehouse, or, like within our last months. And my way of uh, experiencing loss is not to talk about it, to forget about it. You don't yeah. need to deal with it at all. Uh, whoever I'm talking to in that moment, when I tell that person, hey, I'm telling you because I obviously just heard this. I don't need to hear this again. Yeah. But like that person tells someone else, and I'm pretty sure you've experienced this as well. I've had mm-hmm. like a... Uh, our other neighbors would be like, hey, so, you know, uh, the landlord has, he knows I had this conversation. And they would ask me, like, where can you hear me when you're inside your room? I'm like, hey, look, I got all these pipes set up at the top. I can hear everybody's warehouse perfectly. Mm-hmm. But how is he hearing you? Oh, he has a camera here. He has some sneak cameras here and there. But, like, how am I supposed to tell you where his cameras are? Because you still pay him rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ass was nah. He was he had like secret cameras and shit for sure, recording devices, super creepy shit. Um, and I was just like Valentine, like chill out, my guy. Like, um, he's just weird, just a weirdo. And like, nah, he he, cause I remember around that time when that loss had happened, like, he was like just walking around the warehouse and he just, he, I was like doing my own business, and, you know, he would just walk inside, and he's like, hey, yo, this this happened with like like Tony, and I was like. How do you know? I was like, when did like one? Why are you telling me? I was like, I haven't, I haven't heard or like seen Tony in, in a little minute. So it's like, if that is did happen, like one, that's his business, you know. It's like, why do you know that? Two, it's like, why the fuck are you going around telling me? He's like, he's like, oh, it's, I, I just want to like, you know, like, blah, blah, like, because he's like, have you seen Tony? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, it's probably because this is this. And I was like, why do you fucking why like why are you telling me, dude? Like, I don't. That's his business. I was like, please never reveal whatever he said when I left. Like, that is still the most fun I've ever had. I know I left Houston for a few months. When I came back, everybody knew his story. But, like, have you ever seen Han Solo? Yeah. I love that guy. Because, like, now more than ever, my life feels like that guy. Like, everything you heard about me is true. 
Because mm-hmm. has anyone taken the time to ask me yet? I feel like he told everybody something different. And I was like, bro, I don't I don't care. I was well, like, you know, he used to like uh, tell uh, tenant A to like spread rumors. Yeah. And you're like, hey, tenant A, I'm going to tell you this. Now nah, I know tenant A talks the most. So tenant A is going to go tell tenant B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, it was super weird. Uh, but I, I called him and I was like, bro, like, why are you always telling people's business? Like, I don't, I don't care. Um, also, I'm like, I hear like three different stories a day that you're just telling people just like throw people off or whatever. And it's like, and I was like, it doesn't work on me, dude. Because he would like try to tell me shit and be like, nah, bro, I think you're just dumb or nah, this is that. I was like, I don't care. And he'd like, and he would change it later. He's like, oh no, well, I was telling you because like, you know, just for your sake and like, this is how I was like, my sake. Like, I don't, I, the shit you're telling me, I have no stakes in them. I don't care. I was like, if I have no stakes in it, I mean, yeah, like stuff sucks or whatever, but it's like, if people, obviously they didn't tell me, obviously this is their business. Obviously I don't know what's actually happening because I would, the only way I would actually know hundred percent if they told me the person that's involved. So everything I got from different people like about that, I would just take with a grain of salt. Cause I'm like, I was like, I don't know. I was like, look, if it's not coming right out the horse's mouth, like I'm not going to believe it. It's like, yeah. If you came and told me some, something directly, it's like, yo, I did this, 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 or this happened to me. And you're like, I believe it. I'm He's, pretty good at answering questions. Yeah. And I still don't know what happened, but I know like uh, it changed uh, viewpoints quite a lot. Whatever happened, I know Valentin knows a lot of people, so he was able to like circle whatever he thought throughout a community. Mm-hmm. But I still have yet to be asking questions. And like I can feel the oppression coming, like regardless of like who admits to it and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. But like I know it's all the same side. And until like there is uh, someone who's human enough to come speak to me as a human. I was just like, dude, like. People have the reasons for doing stuff. So, like, honestly, I don't believe anything you're saying. Like, unless I hear it straight from Tony or straight from whoever you're talking about, I'm just like, I'm not going to believe you. Oh, that person that... Because now I do have a tad bit of a story. And I think I know about that. And I literally talked to that person when I returned to Houston to check on them to, like, see if I had done anything wrong. I, like, asked them how they were doing. I tried to catch up. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong was stated. Or if, like, there was a story, how come I still don't know? Or how come I don't know what I did wrong? Which is also, like, why uh, I don't believe in the rehab that I'm going to on Saturday, but I'm still going to the rehab. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to rehab because, like, maybe everybody else would feel better if, like, I had someone tell me that I was finally uh, being a good boy, quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Also, let's go to cancel culture now. What have you been canceled? Have you been canceled? I have been canceled. All right. What'd you get canceled about? Okay, so, basically... Um, there's some backstory to this. Uh, so this, this one girl that I knew, um, basically I do a lot of like art and random things and I've worked with like different nonprofits and stuff in Houston. And, uh, it, this goes to one of the nonprofits. I'm not going to say it cause like this, this individual is no longer like working with them because there was a whole thing about it and they were seen unfit for using the nonprofit to like oppress and spread lies and stuff about, uh, you know, a person of color, um, and, you know, just generally abusing their power. Um, but this individual who ran this nonprofit, who was like the head person of it, um, they ran the branch in Houston, uh, and it was for like, you know, trans rights, gender equality, um, social justice, and just general like equality. Um, before all this happened years ago, I had partially dated their roommate and they had like a weird 
and I'm, I'm saying they because that's their pronouns, you know, I'm respecting that even if I have like animosity towards them, I'm not going to be like this and, you know, so, and they had like a crush on the roommate. So I guess there was jealousy through that. Um, they never really liked me. Flash forward to last year, uh, uh, this girl that I used to see back in the day, you know, we became cool again, we'd hang out, stuff like that. It was already a little, a little weird, uh, but there was a point we were hanging out at her house, and she brought up some dude she knows, I, I forgot his name, because I would definitely call him out, because I don't like... You don't need to be... Do you hear me speak? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't like the name drop. I do because this individual is... He's, like, up and coming. He has, like, I think almost a million followers on Spotify now. He's getting, like, more plays and his audience is growing. But he's a singer. He's from, like, I think Oklahoma or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, OKC or Tulsa. Um, and his audience is primarily, like, teenage girls. Teenage, like, 18-year-old girls. And he preys upon them. He's a sexual predator. He sleeps with them. And... We were having a conversation at her house, and she mentioned him. She's like, yeah, you know, I used to date him back in the day, all this stuff. And long story short, she was like, hey, um, told me about that. Yeah, he, you know, he fucks underage girls, all this shit. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's really fucked up. You should call him out on that. And then she told me, like, no, I would, but, like, I don't want to ruin his career. Like, you know, he's a nice guy. And I was like, I don't, I don't, if you're a sex offender, if you're a pedophile, and you're you're protecting, you're being an apologist and protecting somebody who does that. So we got into an argument that night about it, and then she went on her Instagram, like, a day or two later, and, like, put up, like, you know, yo, called him out, but she was, like, the way she worded it was different. She was, like, he manipulated me and gaslit me and stuff like that, when actually she she literally told me in private, she's like, no, me and him are really good friends, so we still text and all this stuff, but then she changed the narrative after I called her out on it. Um, so a couple nights later, um... We were all chilling at the warehouse, and something happened. It was a joke that offended her, but then I go upstairs, and we're talking, and then uh, that topic came up again, and I was like, you know, honestly, I, I'm not cool with the fact that you you defended a, a pedophile, you know, honestly. So she she started raising hell, going crazy. Not, I don't even want to say crazy, because that's, like, invalidating, you know? She was... I don't want to say crazy, because I'm not trying to be like, yo, it's a crazy woman, like, you know, that's not the narrative I'm trying to put, uh, which, you know... I I said it, I didn't say it as nice, but I was like, you know, you defended a pedophile, I just said that in like a very mean way. So obviously, she got heated, uh, started yelling, stuff like that, got kicked out of the warehouse, um, came back, started yelling more stuff, uh, and I was like, you know, I already asked you to leave, I was being calm, I was being chill, I was like, I asked you to leave, You, you walked back into our house, and this was when... Me, my roommate, and my friend were chilling in the living room, watching something, a movie. Uh, and my friend and the roommate were just looking the whole time, like, whoa, this is crazy. I'm like, you know, I, I already kicked you out. Please leave. Kept yelling, getting in my face. So I, I got heated, because, like, I, I do have a temper. I yelled back, like, you know, this is that. You're defending a fucking pedophile. Don't fucking talk to me, etc. Um, Other stuff happened that night, but that's, like, the main reason I got, quote-unquote, canceled, was because this girl happened to be friends with the individual that ran the nonprofit, you know i got tagged in that too and i wasn't even there that night yeah and you were what is so funny about that is uh it's a night about pedophilia it's about a, a night about women beating you know where this black man was 
Hmm. I was hanging out with lesbians eating goat cheese. Yeah. Goat cheese and figs. Yeah, exactly. Like you weren't you weren't even there, but she her friend ran the nonprofit branch and I had explained to her previously, a couple weeks ago, how that individual didn't like me because I dated their roommate. So that was one of her friends and she used this as fuel, uh, went in and said Hey, and I don't want to say it was like, because I honestly, I don't think the, the individual, the person that ran the nonprofit knew the whole story. I honestly think that she just told her her side. I don't think it was like a, like a plot. I don't think they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to team up. We're going to lie. We're going to do that. I honestly think that the individual that she went up to her and told her her side of the story, which is completely fake. Uh, and she said that. She was gaslit and verbally abused and stuff and all this stuff. And the and honestly, I think the person that ran the nonprofit at the time they're they have good intentions. That's why they were running it. Um completely good intentions. Uh however they already had a negative perception of me because they didn't like me. Um so I think them hearing what this girl said, um they just believed it immediately and blew out a whole social media storm, had everybody adding me, tagging me, saying, like, there was abuse and stuff like that, that, like, people were, like... Uh, one of them, particularly, because we had a mutual friend who was like, yo, what's going on? And was sending me screenshots. One of them was, like... A girl got tackled and, like, like beat, like, pummeled and all this stuff, which literally did not happen at all. Um, <laughs> which is, like, the... Because there was some, some stuff in there... That was way out of like I was like I don't know when did this happen and you know yeah, I, was, I wasn't there at all I just know what I heard about heard about it. and then like somehow I'm like yeah and then like cause, the catalyst for that whole night and then Tony somehow got involved in it and that's how I knew like she was telling lies immediately was because like one there was several events she said that literally didn't happen the whole argument was like I kicked her out because she def- the other day she defended a pedophile and she got mad at me again and I was like you're defending a pedophile get out of my house. It went from that to, like, a whole narrative about, like, like I was, like, verbally abused and cornered and charged at. And, like, none of that happened because we had security footage. I sent the footage to the nonprofit. I got a lawyer and stuff like that. And it was a whole thing. But even they were like, no. And they removed the individual that ran it. They were like, yo, this person is not fit because, you know, you're, you're abusing your power pretty much. Um, but I had people... And I was getting bashed online, like, you're not taking accountability, like, you're not answering DMs and blah, blah, all this shit. I was like, I literally have DMs of, of random people I've never met, a whole bunch of fake accounts and shit. Oh, the death like, threats? Did like, those pe- come in or no? People were like, yo, I'm gonna fucking kill you, like, t- talking about killing me, talking shit to me, I'm like, fam, and I, I put because it all- Because you defended someone verbally? Uh, no, because, because I, I said, you know, what she said was, uh... She was verbally abused and, like, charged out and all the stuff, which, again, security footage shows that was not the case. I even posted it online at the time, but I deleted it later. Um, so it's not on... Just because I changed the format of my Instagram, but... Uh, and a lot of the people that were, like, blaming me, I'm, like, cool with them now because they're like, hey, you know, I see that we were misled. Um, and, again, I don't think the, the, the individual who ran the nonprofit had any ill will. I think they just already didn't like me and then heard this, and they were like, boom, makes sense, you know? Uh... But there's all these false claims that happened. And then I start getting, like, I wake up to hundreds of DMs and all this shit. 
death threats, people like take accountability, fuck you, like you piece of shit, what's wrong with you and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, and they're like, he's not responding, he's ignoring, he actually nothing happened. And like, I had put a whole thing on my Instagram story about it, like a lot of like text. I was like, hey, here's my side of the story, here's what happened. It's like, I'm not, like I'm blocking people because they're threatening to kill me. And I'm not. You could have uh, activated anybody's hero syndrome. I think we're supposed to call them white knights because, like, white knights are positive. So, like, everyone's trying to save some little girl from something you've never even done. Yeah, uh, there was definitely a lot of a. But that's the thing about cancel culture is that it's a very volatile. um, I personally don't like it because something like that happens. You know, it ruined like I do. I did art and stuff in the community, and then like I lost a lot of business. I lost a lot of money. uh, How do you handle relationships? With the people that didn't take a second to like ask for your side, and they immediately just hopped on her bandwagon. Do you still consider yourself uh, able to function with these people on a normal level, or do you like trust them less, or do you trust them the same? Um, these people, I see them in random coffee shops, things like that. Like one of them is a barista that I used to be really cool with. Um, he started. He told one of my other friends. He heard peripherally about it, and then my friend, because I have a, a mutual friend who defended me and she was like honestly like Eli is the only like man I'm around like I could be completely alone with I could be shit faced and all this stuff and be comfortable with because you know I'm not I'm like not threatening him well you know in her opinion she told him that he was like yo I heard some stuff about him she was like honestly I don't believe it because you know I've been blackout drunk and he he literally carried me home or he literally helped like I was trying to drive he took my keys drove me home made sure my best friend got there got water and all the things different things Uh, and you know I'm not trying to like I'm innocent, you know, I'm not trying to, all this stuff happened in the past, but, um, after, you know, again, this is why I don't like cancel culture, because people, there's like a social justice bandwagon, and they, they're looking to, white knights are looking to crucify people, because there's these people that are keyboard activists who are online 24-7, reposting, retweeting, doing things like saying, making Instagram stories, and all this stuff, and it's usually like, and like, again, I think it comes down to, like, a lot of, like, white savior shit, too, because it's usually, like, cis, white males and, like, white women that are privileged, that are, like, these people are being oppressed, these people, this, is that, so there's a lot of keyboard warriors, so as soon as I've also fallen prey to the female aspect of things, because uh, the night that you're referring to, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to believe what you said, or with uh, our other buddy who was also involved said, because I grew up with three sisters, right? No, no, definitely. That's so, like, I'm always believe the female first, but I've, like, grown to understand that, like, believing the female first isn't always the right thing to do because, like, everybody lies. It, uh, there's definitely... My thing is, like, there's two sides to every story. She was, like, offended and hurt because mm-hmm. I called her out on this. And uh, I honestly think she told her friend and it blew up bigger than it should have. I think she didn't expect it to blow up that, that much because she kind of went quiet after it, too. Um and people were like, you're not taking accountability and stuff. And I, I put on my story, I was like, I'm not answering DMs because I can't answer like 300 DMs like an hour, you know. I'm going to put all this stuff in my story. I'm not going to respond to you. People are like threatening me like, yo, I know where you're at. Like, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, one, this is Texas. If you send me that and pull it to my house, like I'm going to shoot your ass <laughs> and you're going to get clipped. You're going to you're gonna get killed because I, I actually own guns. You're like some like social justice person that doesn't believe in like a gun that doesn't believe in handguns it's like but if someone comes to my house like hey i'm here to kill you after threatening me online like i'm gonna go to your house and kill you you're gonna get shot and in this state that's 100 percent legal i'm asleep in my bed that night you know so that's what i told her once like one the people that were sending me death threats i was like if you trespass on my property 
what you just said you're gonna try to kill me i'm gonna defend my life that's it everyone else was like i can't respond to everybody so i'm putting it on my story um you know i grew up with a single mother dad was abusive would beat her all the time stuff like that so like i definitely you know lived with her a majority of my life she was like mom and dad you know so that's that um so i don't one i was i was really hurt because i was like you know one i'm not an abuser because that's one thing I hate, because, you know, my dad was an abuser, you know? Uh. Can I ask you a tough question? What's up? Okay, so this is, like, uh, about me. So, like, uh, I'm also experiencing cancel culture, maybe, in this moment, where someone tried... I thought this person was attempting to be a friend, but they were just trying to call me out more. Mm-hmm. How can you uh, make friends with the person that called you out to show that, like, uh, everything you've done, you're sorry for, but, like, at the same time, I'm still going to, like, let you know that I'm still expressing myself? Because I'm not going to stop expressing me because it's hurting you. Because aren't you fighting for that same reason? Isn't that why you message someone? Yeah. I, I definitely... Because um, that's one thing, too. You ask how I can be friends with these people. And a lot of them, I just can't. And it's no... I'm not like, I fucking hate all the people that cancel me. Like, again, that dude... That that dude who works at the coffee shop, I saw him a couple months ago. And he's like, hey, man, sorry about all that. And I was like, that's cool. But I know, like... We're only going to know each other now at a superficial level. Like, hey, what's up? Because okay, I, y'all I know, know they, everybody was wrong about the guy, but now the guy ain't that bad. Yeah, and it's so like, like, how do I trust cause, you? Because a lot of people were like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know like both sides. And I was just like, look, I respect that. You were misled. Um, yeah, it sucks. It hurts. But it's like, I know for sure I can't fuck with you on a deeper level than just saying, hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, how you been? I know that's as far as that relationship will go. And then when like somebody who... Because, again, like, it's not even... A lot of the stuff that was said that night didn't actually happen. However, there was definitely moments where I could have handled it better. You know, I did get heated. I did start yelling. I didn't, like, charge anybody or anything like that. But, you know, I did yell pretty loud. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. And, you know, which can be seen because this girl had also told me about previous relationship trauma she has had with abusers. So, in that moment, I did lose control of my anger and yell at her. And I can see how that was triggering. Um... But that's the thing, like, people that were like, hey, you did this, this, that. Uh, it, it's a fact of, like, I was like, look, I'm not denying it. I definitely yelled. I definitely got mad. I definitely got pissed. I'm taking accountability for that. I'm just denying the false allegations. And I think, like you said, like, how do you be friends with somebody coming at you? It's like, I I think the best thing to do is, like, because in, in some way, like, you know, you maybe did commit a microaggression or something that, you know, you didn't know would offend somebody and it did. And instead of denying that, just be like, look, I'm sorry, like, you know, and that's what I was telling all these people, like, I'm sorry I did, like, you know, and I even talked to her later on, because she messages me and stuff once in a while on some, some aggressive stuff, and I was like, look, I'm sorry I got aggressive that night, and I see how that was triggering to you, just because what you've been through. I was like, however, I didn't appreciate being lied about, you know, and all that. So I think it, it comes down to, like, definitely accountability is key, because, like, I, because there was, you know, I'm not, everybody was in the wrong that night, there's there's a lot of wrongs that happen, and the wrong things that I did do, I I fully take responsibility for. That's like, look, I was wrong for being really hype and aggressive. I should have handled it differently. Um, I was wrong for just being like, you know what, get out of my fucking house. He defended a pedophile instead of being like, look, instead of taking a different approach, like, hey, you know, I, I just want you to know. The corrective approach: never delete your feelings. Well. I just think, like, instead of being, like, super aggressive about it, I'm like, look, this is why I no longer want you in my house. Because I still feel the same way. I still feel like it was the right thing to do to call her out and be like, hey, you're defending a pedophile, get out. But instead of, I, I, it could have been like, hey, you know, this is why I no longer want you here. Can you please leave? Not like, 
yo, bitch, like, you're defending a fucking pedophile, like, you're a fucking bitch, get out of the fucking house right now, like, leave this fucking house, like, don't fucking talk to me, like, shut the fuck up, bitch, you know, that, that, super unnecessary, I feel like, and I take responsibility for that, so it's like, if somebody is, like, hey, you know, you did this and offended me, or this is that, um, just, because everyone experiences life differently, everyone has different life experiences, so I've learned, like, more so to be, like, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend Back you. to the Naruto thing on the whole pain quote. Do you think we all need to experience the same pain so that we can all somehow attempt to comprehend each other? Or is it just, is it all fake? Should we just give up on like trying to understand each other? Because I feel like most people get their opinions from TV or the internet. Like, uh, yeah, that- I have a homunculus <laughs> theory about uh, humans. So everyone who didn't decide to get uh, your side of that story... Those people are homunculus. Uh, the humans now decide to call them sheep because they don't have minds of their own. Mm-hmm. Because you need somebody to tell you how to feel. You need somebody to tell you how to look. Because if that person didn't tell them how they should feel about you, they wouldn't know, right? Mm-hmm. Who backed all their emotions? The TV, some random dude down the street. Hey, I'm about to look like a hero. Yeah. Are you a hero now? You hurt somebody who did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, That's one thing I... This one thing I, I notice a lot, too, is you are right. A lot of people get their ideas and stuff. They're very, they're very flaky because they'll believe in something one month and then believe in something not contradictory but different or along the same lines like the next month. A lot of people are influenced by, like, social media, online, uh, you know, keyboard activists, you know. it's the next. Everybody tr- wants to know what it means to be a good person while being ne- a good person. It's the next trend, you know, and that's why I think cancel culture is also bad because people are willing to cancel people over something that – I don't even want to say it's trendy. It's something that's, like, popular. And, like, I know. The thing about people getting canceled and stuff is I I feel like a lot of it. And, you know, and then they're always posting Instagram stories and stuff. Not necessarily about canceling people, but about, like, activism and all that. And the thing I don't like about that is I feel like a lot of it is disingenuous. They don't actually believe in what they're saying. They just know that, like, if I say this, if I call this person out no evidence or anything like that the or, crowd's gonna cheer yeah it's like i'll get clout they're like if i oh there's some random obscure thing that i don't care about happening let me repost it and go on like read like a see a tiktok or something about it a real quick one minute thing about it and go on a 30 minute rant on my story about it because i know somebody will somewhat know about it and the algorithm will hear it it's trending so i'll get clout um because there is a lot of and that's that's one thing i have an issue with is uh about cancel culture, but also like peace, not even PC culture, but um, a lot of the new people accepting the, a lot of the white savior shit I have an issue with because I feel like white people definitely now more than ever are, we have a lot of allies and people of color and there a lot of white people are waking up to see how like systemic racism is affecting people who aren't them uh, and they're true allies, but also with that, some of it seems disingenuous or even, like, patronizing because it's, like, you see all these privileged, like, white activists and privileged white people being like, yeah, like, and I, I feel like some allies, some people that have, like, a lot of clout, especially, like, aren't true allies. It's more of, like, they Come support... clout to build clout. They're like, I support black lives. It's like, wow, look at this black person doing something. Look at this, look at this Hispanic. Look at this oppressed person doing something. Like, wow, good for you. Like, here... Here, you're trying to make... Look at this person trying to have equality. Like, here's a... I feel like a lot of it's almost, like, 
patronizing, like, yo, good for you, bud. Like, here's your participation trophy. Yeah, good boy. That's literally why I'm going to rehab, so somebody can tell me good job, so, like, other people can feel like I'm sober again. And I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of definite real allies and activists and stuff, but with the age of the internet and everything, there's a lot of, like, just privileged white people that are trying to be like, wow, look at you trying hard, but, you know, I'll fight for your rights. Here's a participation trophy for trying. Let me do it for you. It's okay. It's okay. Like, you know, it's very... And I feel like that's not actually supporting. That's not actually helping. That's just doing it for clout and being the white saviors. Like, if you want to be an actual ally, like, don't do not do that. Don't be patronizing. Don't hand out participation. It's like, wow, good for you. Like, you did this great. It's like, no, like, support. Like, there's people that will go to a march all day and, like, take Instagram pictures and shit. And then what do you do afterwards? You go to Starbucks, you go to this, you don't support black business, you don't support minority business, you don't support small business, you don't, you don't sign petitions to this, you don't call for justice, you don't call senators when, like, somebody's uh, unarmed black man, an unarmed Hispanic, an unarmed, like, individual who's not white is killed unjustly, like, you don't call your local politicians, you don't do any of that, you repost about it all the time, you'll march about it in, like, a giant march and, like, post and tag and do all these poses everywhere. But at the end of the day, they're hoping that their white hero saves them too, right? Yeah, and then they're like, but at the end of the day, you're like, eh, you're not, you're not, that's the thing about the fake activism, like, you're not actually, you're not making real change if it's superficial, you know? Because I know a lot of people that are really social justice warriors, but... I've never seen them march. I've never seen them sign a petition. I've never seen them call a senator. I've I never seen them support black business. Y'all's uh, social justice stuff this summer mm-hmm. around the time that I met you. Mm-hmm. I had never thought myself as someone that would go through a protest. But uh, I went to the George Floyd thing where like we all took a knee. And if I'm honest, George Floyd was not the black life that mattered to me. That sounds rather reckless or I don't really care who likes me anymore. But uh the one that like pulled me into the whole movement or the only death that I felt something for was uh, Elijah McClain. Because mm-hmm. like, I- I've done a lot of ketamine. And I was like, oh, damn, this guy is like literally just as messed up in the head as me. And you're going to inject him with drugs? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? But I think it's not even... Like, the George Floyd protests were definitely a turning point. A lot, of, a lot more people became aware just because how graphic the video was and stuff. But... Uh, I think if you focus on the individual, like, it's good to focus on the individual to get justice, make sure the case goes, like, solved and stuff, make sure people are held accountable for the injustice that occurred, but I think the best thing to do, because, again, there's some people that are just like, George Floyd, and that's the only black life they've ever cared about, you know? Yeah, you know his name is on the bill. Yeah, they're like, that's the only black life they've ever marched for, that's the only thing, so it's it it should be... An introductory point is like George Floyd, like Black Lives Matter. George Floyd's life mattered. Everybody's life matters. Not every, not all lives matter, quote unquote. But it's like these people. George Floyd is definitely a, a very popular example, and some people are just like, that's the only Black life they've marched for. I can get behind Black Lives Matter if they change it to Color Lives Matter, because maybe then it's not all lives matter. So you're talking about everybody. So maybe I can get behind that movement. Yeah, but people. But the thing is, like, it's not even, it's just, like, the reason the Black Lives Matter movement is thing is, like, no one's saying other lives don't matter as much as black people, you know? Yeah, what you're trying to say is that black people's lives matter the most. And to me, being it, black, I'm like, it's nah, not, you guys are being your fucking oppressors right now, and I think it, you're stupid. It's, it's not even, it's not even saying that. Like, I, I like the movement because it brings awareness, because it's like, look, 
you have Brianna Taylor, you have Elijah McLean, you have people like George Floyd that are standout examples, but it's like, if you look at the actual stats, like, almost every day, like, an unarmed black man or a black person is getting killed in the streets by a police officer. The police kill so many people. So it's bringing awareness to that. It's not just like, oh, only black lives matter the most. It's like, black lives in America, other minorities as well, but amongst, like, all minorities, black lives are the ones that are taken the most. It's like, look, black lives aren't disposable. No minority, no, nobody's life is disposable, you know, but it's like, the way that this country, it seems, in the police system is, like, every day, like, people of color are being killed by police and all that stuff. You just don't hear about it. You hear about the big examples. But that's the thing is, like, I don't... Because they tell us where to cry, too. Yeah, which is another thing I don't like about, like, the social justice thing going on. Because it's, like, a lot of them will only... Again, as I said, like, the only black life you marched for was Breonna Taylor. The only black life you marched for was or Floyd. Like, there's... And that's... There's also a lot of real people who support Black Lives Matter, who support the movement, who march every time and... Even not just marching, but they take action. They do research. Like, anytime some injustice happens, they, like... They, they shout about it, you know, which is good. Because you need to hold people accountable. But it's, like... I just don't like the fake activists that come out. Because it's, like... You marched for George Floyd's life, but, like, what did you do? Did you donate to the family? Did you sign any petitions? Did you call the police? Like, the department that killed him and demand justice? Did you... Have you ever supported black business? You've never even been to Third Ward because you're scared to go in Third Ward. Because you're from the Heights. It's, like... <laughs> You know, so it's like, don't don't come out here and, like, march. I've been, like, defending white people pretty hard, so I'm going to say something a white person told me. You know what I heard? Third Ward was called the first time I got to Houston. Hmm. This is also from a Jewish family, so I can segregate my whites, so I'm still being <laughs> as PC as possible. But uh, Third Ward is called Niggerville. Is that, like, a real thing? Or is that just, like, amongst the white people? That's, like, a white person thing, dude. Third Ward is, like, a it's a vibrant, like community with like a lot of culture and like but i can understand it because like we lived on emancipation yeah but because a lot of people a lot of people don't know the history about like even because before it was it was emancipation was dowling street Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know what that's about why they changed it to emancipation you want to cue us in real quick the history of that is one we had like a freedman's town where the first freed slaves and stuff went but some of the first like black communities and stuff like descendants of free slaves or like third ward and other stuff like that um emancipation park is there is because the community raised money the community from uh from feed uh free de- like descendants of slaves pretty much raised money and they bought the park land and it used to be a small park it's not what it is today they bought that property though the community did so they named it emancipation it, w- it used to be called was it east broadway or west broadway it was, it was either east or west broadway or something before it was dowling street and then descendants of slaves saved money, raised money in the community, and bought land and made Emancipation Park. So the city of Houston changed it to Dowling Street. Dowling was a Confederate general from Texas who owned a, one of the biggest plantations and a shit ton of slaves. So they were like, oh, you think you're emancipated? It's like, know your place. They're like, they put Dowling in the main street that went through the main historic black neighborhoods. It's like, Dowling, this dude owned... Yeah, I heard owned that your, uh, Inside the Loop was originally for uh, the poor people, and you put yeah. your more profitable people on the outside but now like the reverse is happening yeah like gentrification is like being gentrified but like hey we want the good part now and send them to the bad part but that was the city of houston's reaction was like oh y'all think you're emancipated now they're like no this guy he owned your families he's like know your place it's like no know where y'all belong so then a couple years back they changed it to emancipation that was a big deal huge for the community celebrations which is like true because it's like it's true in the name and it's city it's even it's architectural oppression just it's city of it's 
it, the the name it's like yeah people just see Dowling Street they don't know the history behind it but it's like when it was Dowling Street it's like you know Third Ward is a very strong culture it's a constant reminder it's like racism still exists it's still like it's still being like you need to know your place you're still not equal so the fact that they changed it to emancipation is like it was a huge deal it was great you know it's a it's symbolic but it's like a, it's still a victory you know but a lot of people don't know that history about it it's like before it was Dowling it was Broadway Street and then people bought the park and they're like Dowling Street you're not free. <laughs> Don't. You're not. This isn't your. You wow. Know. Yeah, which is super fucked. And how long ago was this name change implemented? <sighs> I think 2012, 2013. Whoa. It wasn't. <laughs> this just happened. Yeah, I'm not from uh, here. I don't even know my own street cities very well. It was, I think, 2013, City 2012. Streets. It wasn't that long ago. It was like <laughs> within this decade, <laughs> like within oh. the last decade. You know, our uh, generation has survived a lot, which I think is uh, why uh, whatever millennial, gen, whatever we're supposed to be, we have uh, such a hard problem dealing with it. Uh, the symptoms, like uh talked about in an earlier episode where uh, they were like uh, people will eventually be getting programmed by their TV. It's also referenced in that movie Wally because mm-hmm. like uh, we learn more how to act and respond to things based on what we watch on TV and the people that we find are uh, influential mm-hmm. more than we do from like actually sitting down and trying to have a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a part of the. Honestly, I don't even want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it's a part of the plan, a part of the programming. You know, it's like if you look at a lot of media and a lot of things that go on, and I'm not saying don't trust the media. The media is pretty accurate for the most part, but you'll see a superficial story that blows up. And then you look at Congress and like they just like they just pass like more tax cuts for like billionaires and corporations exactly. that like, you like, don't look hear that about. Way, look that way, look this way, hey, look this way. Yeah, it was like, something that we're supposed to forget about already. Like I think it's the bombs. Mm-hmm. You know the second stimulus got released, though, right? Are we gonna be getting that? Uh it got passed in the House, so I think or it got passed in the Senate, so the House is gonna pass it and then uh Biden. But that's a great distraction, right? <laughs> I mean, are we still bombing like Oh yeah, serious? we're still bombing. We we never stop bombing. Yeah. It was like just uh, Biden's first bombing. Like, do you know about any of Trump's bombing bombings? I know that I think when Trump came in, we did new, uh, the new nu- the new nuclear deal first. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, we can put sanction on Iran and Iraq to like, uh, tell them, hey, you can't make bombs that are too big. Don't make bombs that are bigger than my bombs. Nah, Trump. Trump backed out. Trump backed out of the climate accord. He backed out of a lot of shit, and he. Oh no! I think his only thing that went through was the new nuclear deal. I don't even know if we still have that one though. I know that Obama made a nuclear deal with Iran for, like, disarmament. Oh, no, Trump uh, replaces. Yeah, Trump, like, was like, yeah, fuck that. Because Trump's a... Yeah, he... Look, for my safety and the safety of my country, I like that he told them make smaller bombs. I don't... I feel like that's a part of the problem, though. You know, it's like this national... Ultra-nationalism is, like... No, it's not... I, I Like, at this point, America's not doing enough for me, so I don't really care for America. I just care for, like, the well-being of the place that I'm at, which happens to be America. I just feel like that's, but that's, like, a huge issue that causes, like, a lot of, like, disruption in the world is the fact that people are, like, my country needs to be safe. America has a huge problem with this. America's, like, our soldiers are fighting for freedom. We're the land of the free. We have to be free. Don't mess with my country. We have to have nukes. We have to have this and that. It's, like... One, we don't need nuclear bombs. Like, two is, like, who's oppressing us? Besides, like, probably North Korea. But besides, Their missiles don't even reach. North, North Korea, Korea is North Korea is, like, us. the only actual place, I think, that, like, is literally, like, I want freedom gone, you know? Yeah. And, like, maybe Russia. But, and, like, maybe China. But even that I is, like... I think Lab Boy's already working with Biden. 
Yeah, if anything, like, China and, like, North Korea are really the only ones, like, yo, this freedom shit gotta go. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, terror groups, like, ISIS and the Taliban and stuff like that that are, like, popping off. But, like, a lot of those are there because, like, we've been occupying the Middle East for so yeah, long. Yeah, we've oppressed them and we're like, hey, we, we gave what them, if we let them go right now? How free would they free be? We, we were fighting, quote-unquote, communism and stuff while, like, you know, siphoning off their oil. And we trained, like, militants and stuff. The Taliban, they were, like, freedom fighters to fight, like, communism. Like, we gave them, the CIA gave them, like, weapons and, like, money and funding and stuff. And then we put a religious dictator and <laughs> made an authoritarian, like, theocracy out of, a, out of a country. And then this theocratic leader was like, hey, you know, the Western world, that's not what God wants, you know? And it's like, so, and, like, we've made their lives, we've made, like, other countries' lives significantly, like, more like just horrible we've like destroyed nations destroyed economies like have been occupying places for their natural resources and stuff so it's like they're gonna hit america yeah because <laughs> like you literally are destroying like beautiful countries and beautiful places you've taken like beautiful you know lands in the middle east and africa and stuff and just completely like destroyed them like <laughs> like of course like there's gonna be a lot of like terror groups and shit that fucking hate you because like you're the reason why they're their country has, like, political unrest and stability, like, and just violence every day. Like, people can't live like people. It's, like, the only people that are genuinely, like, it's, like, oh, we have to fight for freedom. Who is... Who, who actually fights for freedom? Who's who's <laughs> who's trying to take our freedom away? Like, fam, like, we're, we're like, we're, we're stealing people's shit. Like, who's... We're, like, basically still an imperialist power. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, who... Who's fighting... Who is... Who's trying to take our freedom? Besides, like, literally North Korea and, like, maybe China... And China is like, if we didn't have our freedom, we, we wouldn't... China is like, how are we going to sell to somebody if we lose our best client? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, even China is like... Eh, it's like bes- a real trap. <laughs> yeah, no, besides, like, North Korea is like, nobody's trying to get rid of freedom. They're just trying to get you out of their fucking country. They want you to stop... Uh, like, yeah, like... In North then- Korea, I love the loyalty to the country because their loyalty is forced more than any other country. You know how They're they like, set up what? at the border? Mm-hmm. I'm about to hold this gun to your head. Now you hold the gun to his head, and he has to hold the gun to my head. You know, we have to do this for 12 hours to make sure no one crosses into the border. Yeah. But also, I need to make sure you don't leave the border because, <laughs> hey, it's so much fun. Let's run that way. We're both going to shoot. Hey, here it is talking now. He just shot me. But the, <laughs> this thing is like, nobody's actively trying to get rid of freedom. Everyone's cool with it. It's just like, get out of our country. It's like, the terror groups are going to commit terrorist acts. because like, they're trying to get you out of their country. It's like, we've enabled and we've... We've created these terror groups and funded them and inverted But I think that's stuff. how we promise our people freedom here in America. We call taking our other people there and we're like, hey, y'all. We could be like that. Are you safe here? Yeah, exactly. We could like- be like this. <laughs> and then they use, it's like a weird, like, not double entendre, but they use that as like an excuse also because it's like. To fund more wars. Yeah, they're like, we're fighting for freedom and like, look at these like humanitarian crises, crises going on, you know? People are getting beheaded. We have to go invade that place now to protect them. It's like we damn. have to show them what right is because we know what right yeah, is. Yeah, it's like we have to like push our Western culture on them and like do this as that. It's like, but that violence is happening because we enabled it and funded it and created it in the first place. Like that's why human rights violations are going on in these countries because like we were like, here's some. Yeah, I don't like your leader. Here's some like guns and stuff. Like you get rid of them, you know. And it backfired on us like super bad. And now there's all types of bullshit. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like. A lot of, like, human rights violations in different countries, for sure. But it's, like, we'll, like, we'll be, like, we got to protect this window because it's the freedom window. 
And then I'd throw your recorder and it'd break the window. And I'm like, yo, we got to go over there and, like, stop this window from breaking. We got to go, like, we got to fix that problem. And it's like, we created the problem. <laughs> and like, so, like, you have to fix the problem. <laughs> so they're like, uh, we created it. We should go over there and, like, stay longer and take more stuff from them. You know, it's like, take more of their, their reserves and whatnot. It's like, it's just a scam. They're just trying to get shit out of it, honestly. And now we're just going to, like, what is it, annex the city? I'm not sure if that word's proper or not. Or we're just going to keep waiting for them to rebuild. So we can keep telling them how to build and be like, hey, you guys are less than us. It's like our country's flexing on other countries yeah, so yeah. that we can flex on those countries and be like, hey, it's like, look, guys, we're safe here. That's why the other people move here. It's like, I feel like we create an issue and it, like we secretly create an issue, then go in and we be raise like, our tourism. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're, we're helping y'all, right? Now you got to do what we say. You got to give us trade deals. You got to do this. That. We helped rebuild your country. It's like we, we have a thing where we destroy countries, like help them rebuild them. Oh, we're being the nice guys. We're being America, helping them like come back. And it's like, now like give us your resources and like let people like manipulate your resources and just go over there and like fuck up your culture and stuff like that. It's like, let, we're just going to do that, you know? It's like, why are you doing this? Like, shh, you remember that time we helped you? Come on. It's like, you all know the reason that happened. It's like, look, man. Hey, you know, once I leave, my buddies aren't helping you either anymore, right? <laughs> it's like, look, the domino effect, we didn't see that. We just flipped the You didn't think we backed you into this corner for a reason? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like, that's why it's like, who's who's getting rid of freedom? No, it, no, one's, no one's taking away freedom. Dude. Uh, Stop. Have you ever seen Rick and Morty? Mm-hmm. The simple Ricks, the wafers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to <laughs> think about nostalgia and like those ways it's like, it's like the freedom is a moment yeah it's all an illusion like and it's like hey, we got- you're free because i just told you you were free but that inception thing that happened where it's like the whole like that was his freedom thing the whole time like yeah like, with the taste of freedom he's like the moment of like like what is it like and re- now what do we do for our taste of freedom we re-watch someone else's death because that's how we know what freedom is because hey i'm not dead so i must be free yeah we're like it's the land of the free are there missiles going off it's like no, but these are these are our missiles. Like, <laughs> hey, these are y'all, our bombs. y'all know the missiles never come here, though, right? It's like we don't have bombs in the air. It's like, but we're the ones <laughs> we're the ones putting the bombs in their air. It's like, what's it like? It's like yeah, we're free. You know that's why. It's like stop. Like when we're free. We show our guns. Yeah, it's like why? Like we fund the military so much, trillions of dollars to the military. We don't even own trillions. Trillions of dollars isn't even a real number. They just made up made up a number. Like as a military budget, and everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, it works. We spend the most money in the world on our military. We can drop it down to like, I think if we only spent ten billion, we I think China spends like nine billion. Like we would still outspend everybody else in the world. You know, I think Russia spends the most, or somebody else spends. So the I most feel like our country has personally also backed itself in a corner by backing so many other people in corners. It's like, it's not everybody. If I lay people. down this gun, how fast are they going to shoot me right now? Yeah, it's like we're fucking up our own shit. Like we could easily have free health here. We could easily have free college. We can have. Uh, universal like monthly payment. We've held that gun for too long. We can put it down. Yeah, it's like we've we've built our own empire off of like fear and like destruction of other places. It's like look, like, warmonger still. Yeah, little... warmongering. It's like yeah. like can we change it? It's like now nah, we're in too deep, fam. <laughs> like we've been doing it too long. Like it's so oh, it infuriates me. It's like it'll just give us free college and free healthcare and like cancel culture got us to warmongering. <laughs> it, it's all tangents, you know. You're not wrong, but yeah. Long story short. I don't like cancel culture. I don't like warmongering either. I do like uh No, I don't actually. No. I was trying to like like find something I like because like, yeah, I don't like a lot of stuff. I'm very like cynical. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> how can we not be nihilist living in times like this? Mm-hmm. But we still have to 
like we have to care, but we have to be told when we should care, mm-hmm. while also having uh, mental issues. Like, yeah. and I don't think that there is a single person that is actually sane, no matter like how they're. Because like I sound rather sane in this moment, but mm-hmm. like I did not talk like this five minutes ago. That's how you should know something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't even know what I was talking about now. But yeah, so like no one's sane. We're all back in the corners. How does any of this matter? Oh, yeah. it matters because that TV is going to let me know when I get my big boy check next week. Yeah. I deserve this. Yeah, that's that's it's so weird, too, because people are always like, they're like, oh, why are you not? Let's say, why this? And it's like, shit just sucks, man. Yeah. It's like, you, you expect people to be happy when, like, if I get sick for a week, I'm just homeless. <laughs> like, I'm out, of, I'm out of work and I just can't pay rent and I get evicted. Like, what? <laughs> it's like, you ever read that book, The Giver? Yeah. That is literally my... I wouldn't say my favorite book of all time, but, like, uh, my favorite way to run a society. Mm-hmm. Like, you tell them all exactly what they're supposed to do, but that's rather authoritarian. But, like, that would get rid of a lot of the problems. Oh, yeah, but this... then that also gets rid of the whole free will thing. Yeah, it's like, yo, this guy, he inherits all the thoughts, all the free will, the emotions. It's like, <laughs> yo, that, imagine having that job. That fucking... <laughs> Dude, that <laughs> is literally the worst job. But, like, also his job, like, I understand what, like, drove him so crazy because he's, like... His job description to me, hey, dude, guess what? You can lie. Mm-hmm. And all he thinks about, he's like, yo, these niggas just told me I could lie. Who else can lie? If their job told them that they could also lie, like... Yeah. It's like, what? What if we all had the same first line, and the line tells us all that we can lie? Who's telling the truth now? I'm not gonna lie, though. I hated that fucking, uh, the movie, the adaptation. Oh, was... I did not. I saw it once. I was like, no, no, no. I saw Deserts. Like, I don't know if I read it wrong back then, but this nah, looks too, uh... They made a whole, like... Futuristic they, for me. They, they tried to do a whole, like, uh... Hunger Games, like, romance element to it. Like, like teen love thing with it. It was super oh, weird. Yeah. It's I like, forgot they didn't even have that kind of a story in the book. Nah, the giver was just like, look, and this dude, like, ends up running... He's seeing horrible shit all the time. Like, he tries to... He remembers run. what everybody remembers, and he's like... He's yeah. all the violence and the history. The giver's low-key broadcasting, like, hey, y'all, kids might have PTSD as well, but, like, uh... We're not smart enough to think that kids can have PTSD because mm-hmm. only people with PTSD are like, what trauma on scales do you feel like? Uh, how do they register our trauma to tell us that, hey, you know what? You're crazy enough to have PTSD because mm-hmm. I believe in uh, audio PTSD where like little clicks. But also that can just be, oh, I guess I tone it down for myself and I tell me that I have an audio deficiency, not PTSD because mm-hmm. the doctor hasn't approved of uh, my conditions. Mm-hmm. No, honestly, yeah. Uh... Everything is weird. Everything is super... Even... I feel like weird about medications, too. Uh, I used to take different medications, but... One I find really helps. Uh, and I, I still don't like taking medication. I need to refill my script, prescription, though, because I've been, like, having a lot of, like... Just instability and stuff. Uh, one that I really like, that I, I felt, like, was not the least impactful, but the least, like, numbing, was a Seroquel. Uh, just because it's more of like a sedative, um, but mm-hmm. you take Seroquel right before you go to bed. It's a mood regulator, like antipsychotic, pretty much. But yeah, uh, you take it before you go to bed, so that weird like numb numbness of like not feeling anything, the thing that like mellows out how you feel, where you feel kind of like a robot. I feel like that kind of happens when you're asleep. Yeah. So you wake up and you're just getting the residual effects of it. So you just I feel normal, but I know like and it builds up your system, so you feel normal, but like. You know the medication work because like quote unquote normal yeah but yeah like, yeah I it's know, like man and what, that's what like the thing that scares me the most because I'm like if I'm not feeling like me once I start doing it hey I do a lot of drugs and no matter what drug I'm on I'm like hey these drugs really don't work I'm just having an amazing time mm-hmm. 
But you're gonna numb me with your pills? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. And like, don't even get it wrong. Like, I think, because uh, we talked about drugs. We started lightly on like drugs in the beginning, and like cancel culture about like drugs, how they're always like stigmatized. And I, I don't know. I think I believe in like full on legalization and regulation of all drugs, uh, from methamphetamine to heroin to I don't necessarily, I don't do all of that but it's like yeah you know I have a big problem with the H1 <laughs> if you if you uh not doing but just I just don't want to consume that one yeah I don't yeah I don't nobody that shit's horrible for you it's horrible but if cause you know long story short people are gonna do drugs no matter what you can't stop people from doing drugs uh the way we educate people on drugs is don't do them you'll die you go crazy. Yeah. Instead of, I think we need harm reduction taught in schools, like to seniors probably when they're 18, 19, 18, 17, you know, that way. Because that's when college and other times is when people start doing drugs more. I mean, people do drugs in high school still. Like, I did drugs in high school, but it's like... Oh, really? I did my first drug the day I moved out of my parents' place. But but did you know anything about them? Like, did you know, like... Because, like, you could research all you want, but I think we need to do harm reduction teach people that there's like research chemicals other things like that you should also regulate things like lsd cannabis dispensaries i don't think like we should have like drug dispensaries where you can go buy heroin like chill i think uh they need to be like treatment clinics or something where you can go you can buy your dosage of heroin you have a little card like a membership card or something and you can only get a very small amount per month or etc that way it's like more regulated um but not only that, it's like you, you're stopping the black market, so you're stop, stopping drug trafficking, drug violence, and all this stuff. People aren't becoming... See, so I thought about that part. There's still going to be and a black market. And this is also like uh, the work of like America, or like just the drug game has like backed itself into a corner. There's still... It's because like, how are we going to do that? Like, there's still a black market. My drug dealer can't afford his fucking baby's food anymore because like drugs are legal. But no, there's still going to be a black market for sure. But not for the drugs that we like. <laughs> for for other things. Legal. I mean... Um, but I just think it needs to be regulated because people aren't going to know what they're taking. People aren't going to get heroin with fucking fentanyl in it that kills them. People aren't yeah. going to get cocaine with fentanyl. Less people are going to die. And then if people do go to clinics, for example, to take something highly addictive like heroin or meth, I think it should be a controlled environment, calm, like a little relaxation area or something, have like little games and stuff you can play, drums, like whatever you want to do, you know, stuff you can do. Kind of like a little resort thing, like drug resorts almost. <laughs> yeah, like a trip trip. <laughs> but But also... I, I believe that those afterwards should come with like or beforehand should come with like counseling and then after come with counseling because like if this is somebody who has dependency issues like you could offer and this would go along with free healthcare also it's like you're giving them a safe environment you're giving them clean drugs they're not going to spread disease they're not going to die they're not going to be like detrimental like as an addict and if they do become highly addicted you could be like hey um, we're here to help you can we have rehabilitation programs readily available it's free if you if you need help, you you've been coming a lot recently. The past couple of months, you've been doing this a lot. You know, we see with your records that you may have chemical dependency, so we could help immediately. And then, bam, cut out addiction. You could help curb addiction. You could help do other things. You could help keep people safe, reduce the spread of drug uh, disease. You know, uh, HIV AIDS and things like that. It could reduce the spread of that. Um, offer people the help they need. Uh, shit like that. You know, shit that we should already be doing to begin with. We shouldn't be criminalizing it. And people have been saying this for decades, but I feel like now more so people are actually believing it. Like, the criminalization of drugs is just, it's nonsense. It's always been nonsense. It's just for-profit prison systems. Uh, 
just it's the matter if people are addicted to heroin they're not a criminal it's like they have something that has altered the brain chemistry to make them rely on it so they need help getting off of that it's the end of that's how it works some drugs alter your brain chemistry and fuck you up to where you have to depend on them it's like you want to know what's funny no one gave a literally flying fuck about my brain chemistry or like what was wrong with me until I began to become sober mm-hmm. when I was taking acid every day when I would wake up and like do a line of molly when I like wouldn't take a step without popping some mushrooms in my mouth mm-hmm. everything seemed fine the second I was sober was the second that everything seemed wrong to everyone else mm-hmm. I-, I think uh I think a lot of that too, because I felt that way in the warehouse, <laughs> and I feel like the warehouse was a weird like. Uh, it's the lighting. So I've also like had this. Theory. Have you seen the boys yet? The boys, no. So in the boys, there's uh this character that's like always popping acid, always popping Molly, and the lighting that's in there is like uh with those Edison bulbs ish, mm-hmm. but that lighting is perfect because like that's how you're supposed to feel when you're on a hallucinogenic. Mm-hmm. But, like, that lighting can be, like, imitated about anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, is it the lighting that makes us feel like we're high? Or is it the people that make us feel like we're high? Because, like, I don't actually believe in being high. The only time that I can tell you that I know I was high for sure is when I took ayahuasca. Yeah. I saw a rainbow collage of a tornado, and I've never seen that any other time. <laughs> like That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I've done peyote. I thought I was sober on peyote. I've done every psychedelic you can, Eli. I've done the entire drug will besides heroin. Mm-hmm. Kaba, if you know what that is, you like cleanse yeah. yourself with that. Kumala, semen of the sun god. I put that up my nose before I try coke. Mm-hmm. Also, if your nose is stuffed up, put some of that up your nose. It feels amazing. Like it'll clear everything out. Really, that's good. I do have allergies. It's also completely yeah. Oh, that's when I was doing it because like it was allergy allergies. seasons. Yeah, it clears it out. Amazing. Like it. Is semen of the sun gods like it burned? Does it burn? Like yeah, I took ketamine when I did it too. <laughs> like I had to so, make sure the anesthesia like <laughs> took effect before yeah. I decided to burn my nostrils. Mm-hmm. But terrible feeling. But I just felt like I felt that way in the warehouse too. I felt like weird sober. It was like a weird. In- I think it was just the energy. It was a lot of different strong personalities, a lot of different artists, a lot of different things happening. Yeah, everyone was an artist, which was like, and, and we all express our art in different ways. Yeah, and the thing that helped me feel the loosest, and I feel like helped everyone like, because I don't do drugs to get into my art. It definitely could help sometimes, but some, I find it detrimental for the most part, unless I'm like smoking a little bit. Uh, just to get me relaxed, like, not anxious so I can do it. But something about being around a whole... Because, like, when you do art, artists in general, people that are... I feel like your brain works to me, you know? I don't know if it's, like, a weird ADD, ADHD thing. I don't know what the fuck it is. But when you're around 12 other people that, that you that could... all express their art incompletely. That all... How come none of us could reproduce the same things? Yeah. We all completely... Like, it was weird because all of our art was completely different. And yet we were all on the same wavelength because we were all, our brains all worked the same. And like we all had different like mental illness things going on as well. It was like, it was, it was almost like being like, like Sodom and Gomorrah or something like just. Oh, yeah, me like, and Pedro were having that story like before you guys moved in. Yeah, it, it was like a, it was like a weird lawless anarchy of like just, just, uh, just debauchery like, lawlessness. Hey, a lot of our art seems the same with us. Do we do anarchy is that what it means to be human? Anarchy art? Yeah, it, it was it was weird though because it felt like I felt like I, I found a group of people that thought like me that 
even though we were all different, it was like we were all in the same wavelength. And it was like, hey, they're crazy, but like they understand but, how art works. But we're all we're all crazy. We all are. We're all collectively crazy. So it was like a, it was almost like the fact that everybody was collectively crazy. Everybody was on the same wavelength. All of our brains were the same. Is like it allowed us to like completely destroy like the societal norms, like inhibitions and things like that. Is like we were able to just completely let go of like what society wanted. Like we we did we would do fucking mushrooms and then ketamine and then coke. And like drink hey, like ninety beers, wrong. <laughs> and then go on the roof and like do like a figure drawing session or something like that. You just just off the wall shit that like. My favorite warehouse moment is uh my buddy he has a gun in his hand right, and there's uh this new guy that's there and he's like holding the oh and the I guess the guest that night is like, hey is that crazy guy still here? And my roommate's like, there are only two crazy guys. <laughs> he points the gun at himself. He's like, me. And him. <laughs> and it was like the best thing I'd ever seen. I was like, him pointing again, like, didn't like yeah. shock me. I'm like, yo, wait. I didn't even say I was crazy out loud yet. When did you figure this out? I'm always so quiet. <laughs> but it's the wavelength. Those things, those uh, yeah, and that's why I was like, I, I kind of trust this dude because if I'm not saying I'm crazy and you figured it out and I hadn't even thought about this podcast yet, but you understand, then. But it was definitely <laughs> those toxic moments in it. It was a toxic environment. It was weird, but See, all, but I loved it. It was like I, I don't think we were that toxic because like we never toxic. repressed our emotions. That's no, what I think is toxic. It definitely it was toxic in a different aspect because it, it, you're right. It wasn't super toxic. It was like we were 100 percent raw all the time. Yeah, I was, was around nice. blunt people. I'm like, have people, you heard me speak? Yeah, it's like people. We had fun. It it would go and I liked it because it was so chaotic and the energy like matched. I loved every moment of it because it was like, we would be talking, then we'd be really fucked up or tripping, and then we'd be fighting or something. We'd be yelling at each other, and then we're cool like an hour later, like, yo. But yeah, we'd be like, oh fuck you, fuck you. Let's take these shots. Woo! Like let, let's do some ketamine though. Like you know, it's just fucking nuts. It was like so. It was you it were was always fun. experiencing emotions, but not only did the emotions happen. So quickly and so abruptly, and even though they're considered toxic, they had uh, resolutions already there. And even though yeah. the resolution was just like get inebriated with the person that I had the issue with, isn't that like how we're supposed to solve problems anyway? Like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, but let's say sorry with shots. Sorry. I think what I, I liked about it is like, it wasn't just feeling emotion and getting like fucked up with these people, it was like completely unadulterated, raw emotion. And it flowed together because like we all experienced these raw emotions together and we all solved them together. And it was like, even now, like out of the warehouse in society around like normal people's like, I have emotions, I experience things, but all of it, I feel like after experiencing that, I feel like all the emotions and everything I have now, or I express them in a way that's societally accepted because people around me and the exact opposite effect. But I also think that mine played out slightly different Mm -hmm. because before I met you, I worked roughly 70 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I was partying or when people would see me relax was when I was off of work and I was being inebriated. Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing me inebriated and then, like... But I also spent a lot of time at work inebriated as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, never made a difference to me. But, like, being sober might be the difference. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. It's like, sometimes it's, like... It was just, like, pure emotion all the time and the thing about it is like everybody else wasn't afraid to experience pure emotion because everybody experienced pure emotion together which is what I loved and then also it was I feel like it was also nice because after moving out and stuff like it was almost like being not fucked up a little bit like sobriety was like the new drug you know I was like whoa 
this is how it feels when I didn't realize like a week had passed because I was just on, I was tripping and then on like. Oh yeah, I, I remember waking drunk. up every Monday for the draw something. Or yeah. Everybody's important. I'm like, yeah, damn, that, it's Monday again. That's how I kept track of time. Was it's like okay, everybody sessions have the figure drawing. Sessions yeah, exactly. Happen. I'm like, that's the week. Monday was my Sunday. That's why I was like, all I know is that a week has passed. I don't know which like there'd be like I never like I would have my phone over the time but, like I never really had a concept of what day it was or what month it was. I'd be like, what a month are we in? Like, what happened? Like. Man, I've been working so hard. I haven't been working hard. I haven't been partying so hard while working so hard. Or like, mm-hmm. the days don't separate anymore. Yeah. And it's like, but now it's like the days separate. And it's like, now sobriety is like a different drug. And I'm not completely sober, but it's like, now I could experience, it's like, now I could appreciate sobriety just because I spent so long just not sober. And I don't even mean like, I would wake up hungover. This is that. Like, I would literally like wake up drunk and then do like coke or something or just do like just there was it was always on a high so it was like the high became the normality or like i felt as he said like sober when i was high because like that's how i felt all the time i knew that i was just in an altered consciousness all the time and so was everybody else and now when i get high i feel high but also when i get sober i feel sober and it feels different i'm like it's nice like so everything's kind of like do you remember getting matching tattoos yeah and that was a, that was a long night. It was a good night. Oh yeah, that was one of those nights. It was we stayed up all night till I think we stayed up like we were up like three or four days. We were up like the day or two before that, and then we stayed up like a day or two after that, just in and out. Like I think I slept for, like an hour or two. And I would yeah, I think that's sleep. what it always was. It was always like a nap, and then you came back down, and nothing changed. Which I, that's how I felt. Also, is like that's why I lost track of days. It's like one, the lack of windows in the warehouse, but two, yeah. it's like. I know that if I took a nap, it could be an hour, it could be 12 hours. I'm going to wake up and everything downstairs, everything going on is going to go exactly, back to going. Exactly the same. Everyone's still going to be, I'm going to go back. I'm going to leave a party, go to sleep, wake up in a party. So it's like, okay, it has to be the same day. It has to be the same night. Oh, well, we really partied all summer. Yeah. It's like, no, it was two days later. It's like, oh, well, shit, nothing changed. Like, I've been in my room. There was sometimes I'd spend a day in my room, come downstairs, exactly the same. Alcohol, drugs fun time so it's like all right nice dancing like it was it was good it was, yeah, it was that fun. was uh last year was the first year that uh, i ever decided to start out uh, publicly dancing yeah. and i'm glad you were there to experience that and share those moments was, as well it was fun i mean this thing is like it was just unadulterated raw emotion that was just fun and like sometimes it went to a bad place sometimes it went to a good place it's like yeah it's like sometimes like we'd fight and people would be chill and then like it was just, but just the fact that like i was able to experience it how like you can't experience it in normal so i can't experience it now even when i'm around people it's like just because i feel like i filter myself differently around people because i know people aren't on the same the thing is i started to express myself better and better as uh we progressed with our own personal relationship throughout the warehouse Mm -hmm. and i guess i had become so accustomed to like being like hey dude one day you're going to speak as freely as possible and we met uh we met a person while living at the warehouse that had um, terms, uh, their phrases were they and them, right? Mm-hmm. And I had wanted, and this probably seems like kind of shocking, but I, I've been wanting to meet someone like that because like my whole life, all I do is try and speak PC. And I was like, hey, you know what? If I ever meet one of those people, they're going to think I'm the most fantastic person ever. Why? Because I don't care if you're a she, him, whatever you feel like you're being called. I'm going to call you by your name. And when I'm not referring to you, I'm going to call you a human. Mm-hmm. Are you not a human? All right. Some people don't like humans. This life form. People don't like being called life form. So I started calling them things. Then no one wants to be called a thing. Like, mm-hmm. 
dude, are you trying to oppress my fucking uh, speech patterns because you want me to conform to your speech patterns? Like, I already believe in whatever you're telling me. Just believe that I would like to speak like this. Mm-hmm. We also had a falling out uh, this one night. We were, like, throwing away one of the neighbor's uh, trash as they were moving out. And uh, I do often forget that I'm a big black man because I am not looking at myself. <laughs> uh, this was a small Caucasian life form. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it was dark outside. But... uh that life form happened to be dating one of our other friends. And, like, uh, that friend... Like, I, I made sure that that person could, like, see me at all times. So that they could see how was, how I behave. Like, just... Whether you're male or female, I don't care what you are. If a friend's in help, I'm, like, there to dodge. Or, like, try and help you grab whatever's falling. Mm-hmm. But, like, I made sure that uh, the humans saw that aspect of me. So, when we're at the dumpster and, like, it seems like they're dropping something. Like, everything. And then we're like, dude, grab it, grab it, grab it. And, like, I get the... Y'all just... Stay away from me. Mm. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I forgot I was black. Wait, weren't you just mad because you felt like this male who you called a male was belittling you because you're a female, but we're not supposed to call you a female. But at the same time, when a black male does something that a black male shouldn't do, he's now a black male again. Like, Mm -hmm. which part of this is the part that's supposed to constantly flow? Mm -hmm. You know? But sometimes, like, just parts don't flow. You know? Exactly. And then I'm like, outlier. Sometimes, like, I, I just accept the fact that sometimes, like, things just don't... Things just... they erra- It's life, you know? Life's erratic. I feel like that's what the warehouse taught me the most. Is like, after experience all that raw emotion stuff, it's like, everybody could be flowing on the same vibe and then something switches up and it becomes chaos. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that anything changed. Everyone's still on the same wavelength. It's just life has like a natural order of chaos. That I guess my whole thing was suit. like, when did I actually thought to make you feel unsafe? Was it always or is it just because it's dark now? Mm-hmm. And then that, that goes back to, I mean, even like it, it could even, it's probably not even on you. It's just, you know, societal. Oh yeah. No, I societal believe that things like if this person is, could be as progressive as you want, but you know, if you're white or something and you grow up in, as a white person, you have these things that are, like, I don't want to say innate, but they're, like, passed down to you because your family Yeah, somebody told them. you to be scared, so you're scared. Yeah, and it's like, and even if you actively, like, do that, like, the subconscious portions, it's like, people have their, you know, people are, it's just, and, again, that's why it's like, just, because everyone has, like, things that have been, like, but that's just what I like, just, like, all the things that were programmed into us outside in society like did not exist inside of like those brick walls like it was like just a free-for-all and it was like great it was like our own little society it was our own like com- yeah commune it was like a community a society it was just, of society yeah, it was our own like bubble of a society and that was like that's fucking sick you know it was cool it was fun too yeah i cannot complain about the warehouse a lot of fun a lot of- oh yeah i mean i did not ever I'm not gonna lie. Like, towards the end, I also wanted to be in a fight. Like, I broke up a fight, and I was like, yo, how come no one ever asked me to fight? <laughs> like, I wanna play that game, too. Sometimes you just gotta throw hands, you know? But how do you, like... I've been trying to seek a respectful throw hands since roughly 2016. My, uh, my roommate that I'm living with now, uh, I, like, ask him, and he's like, dude, just try and find my brothers. And then, like, and I ask his brother, and, like, his brother's like, yo, dude, I'm gonna just get a gun, and I'm gonna shoot you. And I was like, yo, dude, whenever, I don't care. And, like, we, we live together now, and, like, uh, everything's as perfect as perfect can be. But, also, I'm crazy to him now when, like, I... They're also, like, uh, 
just so I don't seem like I was trying to fight someone who wouldn't be ready for a fight. They both wrestled in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was trying to fight someone who I'm like, oh, man, this guy has skill. Well, they went to KD, so it's like, yeah, they have, like, wrestling and shit. They probably had, like, lacrosse also. You know, it's like... Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know these... <laughs> I know these guys can fight. <laughs> That's what it's just like... But, honestly, um... There's something about fighting. I, it's cool. I don't mind fighting people. I don't fight people often. I'm not, like, always trying to fight people. Yeah, I just want to do it because, like, it seems fun. I don't get to do it. I was taught to be well-behaved growing up, and now... Mm-hmm. You know, hey, can we be well-behaved and have a fight? I feel like... too much stats for if I do get in a fight with somebody, it's like, see me with the hands. If I get my ass beat. Exactly. Like, I just want to do it because I'm bored. It's like, it's like playing a video game. Can your body keep up? <laughs> it's like, I'll take it. I took the L. Like, I took the L. If I take the L, I take the L. It's like, that's what it comes down to. Um, but one of my really good friends, uh, he's always down to fight. And he'll just, we'll be walking. It's my friend, Louis. Uh. And it'll just oh, like, I think I met that guy. Yeah, like uh, kind of short dude, kind of like a Justin Bieber looking haircut. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and he'll he'll just randomly like swing on you or something. So we'll start, and it's fun because it's like I feel like every time I fight, it's serious. Outside of that, but it's like me and him can just like literally just bare knuckles fight, kick each other, and stuff. Like that. And it's just fun. It's like, and then we're all right. Let's go eat. Let's go eat this pizza we just got. Or something, you know. There's something like fun about it. I don't know. But also, I don't know if it's just, like, a UFC fanboy thing, because I do watch, like, a lot of UFC, too, so maybe it's just, like, a UFC fanboy thing, I don't know. Who's your favorite UFC fighter? Right now? Uh, there's a lot of good ones, honestly. Either the Korean Zombie, or... Honestly, Amanda Nunes is kind of a nuts fan. She's out here just fucking people up, like, crazy. This like, I just saw her last fight recently. Oh, my God. Like, one, it was, like, a minute into the first round destroyed the other girl just I don't even think the other girl had a hit on her like I, I like just came out charges started swinging she's kind of dodging she ate a couple shots and then like one just right hook to the face just legs lock up and then just boom boom just down just out and then got her in an arm bar and was like look and she immediately tapped because the man of is like look if you don't tap in the arm bar your arm's broken like she's like such a like she's such a great fighter and I'm like she she beat up Chris Cyborg, uh, Holly Holmes, like, just big names. She's like, she's like the new, um, Ronda Rousey. I'm pretty sure she's, I don't know if she's- Wait, Holly Hall is the new Ronda Rousey? No, 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 uh, um, Wait, so a homegirl's the new Ronda Rousey? No, no, Is she the new Ronda Rousey because she took out Holly Holmes? Uh, Did Holly Holmes take out Ronda Rousey first? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if Amanda Nunes ever fought Ronda Rousey, but like, Amanda Nunes, no, she's just a fucking good fighter. She's, she her style's diverse. She sizes up her car- her her opponents well. It's like she can go, she could submit to you or she can knock you out. Like depending on what you're trying, what game you're trying to play, she follows up with it with intensity. It's like you don't get a break to breathe. Like she's a technical fighter, but it seems like, it seems like she's just running and charging. But like you know, she knows what she's doing. You can see the skill in it, and it's like it's so fucking. It's always great to watch, and she's always just fucking people up. And I'm like, it's just great fighting. It's just great like. And she's not, like, a douche about it. Some people are, like, douchey about it. Some UFC fighters are, like, douchey. And, like, she's always, like, hey, you know, good fight. I just love, like, the respect and everything with it. But she's... Her fights are always good. I know I'm not going to be disappointed when I see him. She's fucking insane of a fighter. It's, like... Is Duhot Choi still a guy? I don't know. Korean Superboy? Maybe. 
I don't know. I know. Um, I think he used to like fight outside his division and like. I'm not like great with, or something. I'm not great with UFC fighter names. I only know like some of the like really big ones because I'm not like an avid UFC fan. But I do like to watch it every once in a while. It's like, it's fun. It's nice. I love to see it. I'm like, oh, the energy. Like, it's good vibes. Not good vibes, but it's like it's just I don't know. It's something. When like, was your last actual fist fight? Mm. I don't think about that. It's been a while. Um, did someone have to break it up? Nah. You knew when to stop or did the other person know when to stop? Nah, I just... Uh, I remember one of them, actually. Uh, this was not my most recent one, but one of them did happen, and it was uh, outside of a Kroger. It's when I, I had just moved into a different part of Third Ward, um, but I was at the Kroger in Montrose. So I was at Disco Kroger, and... Uh, um. Basically, beforehand, I lived in a studio apartment, and I moved, gave me, like, 30-day notice or whatever, moved, um, it took me, like, it took me, like, longer than I thought to move, because the house I was moving to wasn't ready, and then the, the landlady, she's really cool, is her and her husband, and her daughter, and her daughter's boyfriend, her daughter was, like, 18, her boyfriend was 18 also, um, and I would moved out, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry about, like, keeping the stuff, you know, here's, like, or, like, you know, I'm sorry it took longer than I thought to move out. Here's, like, 50 bucks. Because I was like, I'll just give you 100 but here's, like, 50 right now. I'll give you 50 later. And the mom was cool with it. She's like, yeah, that's cool, you know. I mean, really cool. But I guess, I don't know. Uh, I, I ended up going to the Kroger and I'm buying cat food. And then I see, I'm like, grab the cat food and I'm walking to the registers. And, like, I see the daughter and the boyfriend. They're like, yo, what's up? This is before COVID, too. So I was like, and I was like, what? And, like, yo, my mom, money, blah, blah. She was like, I just gave her 50, like, I just moved my stuff out. I'm going to give her the other 50 probably tomorrow, dude. Like, I just have to get cat food and move my stuff into my house, you know? And I guess they were trying to prove something. I don't know, but I was like, just leave me alone, like, you know? And uh, the boyfriend was saying some shit, like, yo, blah, blah, like, give me what you got right now. I was like, fam, I have a card. I don't carry cash. Like, what do you think I am? Like, a fucking, like, 80-year-old man? Like, I don't carry cash on me. Like, you're, you're lacking. He's like, go get cash back. Give me money right now. I was like, fam, you gonna? I was like, one, you're like 18. Stop talking to me like that, kid. Like, you're gonna get you're gonna get hit and he's like well oh he's like oh word he's like bet he's like as soon as you walk out the door i'll run your pockets i was like bet so i put the cat food down on like the, the self-check out and i walk out the door and turn around and put my back around i'm like yo what's up i was like come out here and he just looks he's like huh i was like come out here fam i was like you can run my pockets right i was like run my pockets like come on let's go i was like run them fam i was like run that shit and then the the dude puts in the car he's like oh man it's about to go down uh, he gets out of yeah. he's like all right bet and I'm like yo what's up and he's just yelling like blah blah this shit and then I was like, fam, like, y'all deadass, like, came up yelling, like, like line demanding money. He's like, you're trying to rob me right now, fam. I was like, so see me with it. And he's like, what, you think I won't do shit? Blah, blah, And then she was like, oh, fuck, he was like, fam, like, I don't even know why I'm mad. I'm cool with your mom. I just got off the phone with your mom the other day. She was like, hey, how are you doing? How's the new place and all this stuff? I was like, I got off the phone with her earlier. I don't know what, I guess, I don't know what the daughter was doing. Yeah, she was trying to take it upon yeah, herself. Yeah, you know, somebody that shouldn't be in the conversation got involved. Yeah, and I was just like, yo, you gotta chill out. She's like, She's like, I, I have a pocket knife, like, blah, 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 like, all that shit. I was like, if you try to hit me with a pocket knife, I'm going to knock your ass out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. sorry, sorry, young girl. It's like, I don't want to hit you because, like, you know, you're a woman and I know that's, like, like sexist or whatever. So, <laughs> you yeah. like, these hands are equal. But, I, I, nah, not even that. I'm just like, just don't come at me like a knife. And he was like, oh, you didn't hear? I was like, fam, like, you're both trying to rob me right now. I was like, this is, you're demanding money. You're like, I'm going to run your pockets. She says, I have a knife. You're, you're robbing me. I was like, what do you not get about that kid? I know you're 18. He's like, he's like, man, fuck you, all this shit. And then he like swings at me. I was just like, nope. 
no, and he kept swinging. He was like, all right, kid. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm sorry, but like this kid's about to get dropped. So I just started like hitting this kid, and like <laughs> it was just like, cause like bro, you're like 18, I guess you're like trying to be stiff or whatever. Like your testosterone's bumping. I'm like, bro, like, I'm, like 22. I'm like, whatever. So we're just like swinging and fighting, and then um, he tried like some shit, and I basically just like. Cause like I have like fight experience like training so like I'm trained like you know I got up to like uh, brown belt which is like right like when where I was is like right before uh, I did like different like types of martial arts I forgot what type it was but it was like kind of mixed but it was like right before black belt it was like brown, brown with a black stripe, then it was like the quote unquote Oreo belt which is like black with a white stripe and then there was a couple like like levels of that and then it was like black belt you know, um, so basically it was like right there and like. He tried, like, I don't know, he tried some weird, like, super weird, like, hook thing, and he just basically, like, did, like, this judo flip on him, like, flipped him, but I accidentally flipped him onto, like, one of the little parking things, and he, like, yeah. hit his head and, like, got knocked out, and I was, like, and she was, like, oh, my God, like, he's knocked out, I was, like, I was, like, you want, like, <laughs> don't try to rob me, man. and then the, the car was, like, laughing, and some old guy's, like, I'm gonna call the police, and I was, like, I'll wait for him. Same. Also, you're <laughs> way more respectable than me. In two manners. One, I got the cat food in my hand. I'm throwing it at his head. Like, I'm going crazy from there. <laughs> two, I also like to play like I can fight. It is my favorite thing to do while fighting. That first punch that he threw, I would have let it hit me and I would have fell to the ground and I'm dragging us both there. And I'm going to just bite your leg for fun as I, like, think about everything I want to do to you. I was just like, bro, because I knew, I don't know, I don't know what their problem was. Was I was like, I don't know what's, like, going on with that. I was like, he, I guess he just has something to prove. Right? I guess, like, she's trying to prove something and then... Her man's is, like, trying to be, like, stiff. He's like, oh, I'll show you that I'm stiff, you know, with, like, trying to, like, flex in front of his girl or whatever, like, trying to show, show her how he, like, rocks or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what he was trying to do, because it was super weird. I was like, bro, like, I have no issues with you. I was like, I was just on your mom. I was on the phone with your mom earlier. Like, yeah. she helped me move Sir, my stuff. Sir, I have I no quarrels. Yeah. Why are you here? I was like, she, she helped me move my stuff earlier today. I don't have a car. Like, it was down the street. She helped me move. Like, your dad's cool. Like, we're still, like, like amicable or whatever, so... Uh, she starts freaking out that he got like knocked out. He got a little cut on his head from it too. And I was like, Pfft. and like I didn't, I didn't like go a hard hard on him because I'm like, yo, this is just I just hit him a couple times and like flipped him. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, this is just some kid trying to be stiff. And the Kroger dude's just laughing, and then some old guy called the cops, and the cops came, and then their mom eventually came because like she called them and like all this shit, and the cops were there, and like basically like the employees and the people in line were like, and these guys just ran up this guy, this girl like demanding money, and like there's like. Like people heard of the security guards, like no, nah, the guy literally said because security guards that didn't do shit the whole time, you know, like Kroger security, so they're not really gonna care. It's like an older dude's like he did say he was gonna run his pockets, like that means he's gonna rob him of all this shit. Whole thing happened. They're like, are you gonna press charges? Like, nah, fam. And like the mom was like, yo, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, yelling at him and shit like that. And I was like, fam, literally, I, I was like, I told you, I'm cool with your mom. Like, I literally, like, I don't know. And she's like, why, like, why are you over here demanding money from all this shit? She's like, well, this is that. And the mom's like, he doesn't even owe me money. He's like, he doesn't like. He's like he's like he's giving me money to be nice because like they like the because she was married to her and her husband were married and they had like a bunch of kids like five kids yeah. or something. He was like you know, like it wasn't like she was like well you know for a storage fee I was like nah you know I know it's inconvenient because y'all could get somebody else. And he was like I'll just give you money. She's like no she she didn't want it initially. She's like no I don't have to. She was like look like it's fine you know, I know you got a bunch of kids too. They all live at home like. I was like, I get it, you know, I'll just give you, like, money. And she's like, he doesn't even owe me. I didn't even ask for it. He just said he was going to give me money. He's like, he just started giving me money. He's like, he wasn't like, and then made them look dumb. And then they're like, you press the charges. like, no, but they ended up arresting him and, like, just processing him, like, letting him go or whatever. But it, it was a whole thing. And because, like, it was like, it could have been, like, a ro- attempted, like, robbery or something charge or whatever. Um, yeah. 
But I was like, it's not that deep. He's like 18 inches dumb. I was like, I was, I, I know I'm like not that much older than him. I'm like 22 at the time. I was 21 at the time. I was like, which isn't that much older, but it's like, like three years ago I was dumb and I'm 23 now. I was like 20, at 21 I was dumb. You know, it's like, I feel like as I get older, I look back, like even as close as like a year, two years ago, I'm like, man, I was doing, I was, like I see the character development, you know? So I was like, he's just 18. Like I was on some shit like that too when I was 18. <laughs> like I just didn't think right, you know, I'm still, brain's still developing and shit, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like, I'm not going to get this kid like. One, I don't fuck with cops, so it's like, fuck the cops anyway. Two, like, I'm not gonna ruin some kid's life, because he was, he was trying to, like, flex in front of his girl, you know? That was, that yeah. was probably, like, his first, like, serious girlfriend or whatever. It was, like, not about to, like, hit this kid with, like, some, like, felony-ass shit. But, like, trying to, like, flex. Like, it's, like, it's not that deep. <laughs> I was, like, it's really... Yeah. I was, like, I was, like, just saw you with the hands. Like, that's it, kid, like... In those moments, if you wanna I don't fight again, like, how you can be so rational. Because, like, once I'm angry, I'm, like, yo, like, why'd you stop talking? Yeah, it's it's just I'm just like. It's fine. It's I was because it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. Like I could get it if it was like a bar fight or something like. Oh, this dude's like I'm gonna kill your mom or something. She's like, yeah, I'm popping off. I'm going crazy. I'm just like, it's just. No, I'm popping off just for the, the disrespect altogether. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I go hard, but again, I was like, I can see that it's just some kid. No, I feel like, like I've repressed myself for long enough, and I'm just like, just yo, I walk into a room, and, like, the first thing that's immediately acknowledged is that I'm fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, where are all the voices now? I know the ones that are in my head, but, like, yeah. how come the people that, like, talk so loud, and they're so rowdy when they have a ne- another sound to back them up? Where does all that shit go when it's finally quiet again? Well, that's how I felt about main institute and... Because homie really, like, talks so much. I have the keys to your unit. I'm going to, like, go in there and, like, fuck you up. Oh, his son as well. Like, uh, his son was, like, sending me death stress. I'm like, yo, dude, I am down the fucking street. Yeah, that's what I'm You want me to come to you instead? Because him and his son were like, oh, we're going to run up in there. Like, we're going to hurt you. And I was like, you know, I got a blicky, right? I was like, you know, if you run up in here, I'm just icing you. And, like, again, the state of Texas, like, I'm just up. (laughs) Yeah, remember, he tried to get you with that same law. And he's like, just walk inside. And I'm like, nah, dude. And I wanted to hit me with the bear. And I was just like... You don't know the things that I've been hit with. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, the whole time he would, he would like go and like threaten Pedro and like Sam and everyone's like, yo. Yeah. Oh, when he like, was threatening little girls, Valentin didn't have anything to say to him. Yeah. And like, he, he kept like threatening like my roommates, like you're hiding. Like, I was like, nah, bro, I'm just not home. I'm not like fucking bitches or something. I don't know. I'm doing something. I'm just not home. I was not getting lit. Or, I like, did like your flex. Like, dude, I made your salary in one picture. That's what I'm saying. It's like, stop, stop. Because it's like... And he didn't do anything. He wasn't even a maintenance guy. He didn't fix shit. If anything, he made our sink worse when he tried to fix it. And then, like, the actual sink guy came and fixed it. And I was like, okay. He never fixed our garbage disposal. Like, the sink guy that fixed it also fixed our garbage disposal. So it was like... He didn't actually do anything. Then I mean, he kept, like, I have the keys to your unit. And I'm like, well, come inside of my unit, fam. You know what? Didn't I'm he, like, like, break in there and, like, take some shit out of y'all's place? Or, like, maybe, maybe something crazy sure, I'm pretty nights? sure he did. Oh, did you hear about, like, uh, when he beat that lady or something? Which one? Yo, dog, check this out. So, like, uh, you know he was my neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. So I get home, uh, probably from doing drugs or something. And, like, uh, his I son... I was, like, a bunch of cops or some shit, right? Yeah, his I son and uh, Mundo were, like, uh, at the door, right? And, like, the lady that I saw, Jeff, walking in the house with her. At first, when I saw Jeff with this lady, I'm like, yo, good job, Jeff. Like, yeah, like I you- see you, dog. Like, you deserve you some, like, get you some. Yeah. I come back to the scene. The cops, hey, do you live here? We're looking for a Jeff. 
my name's not Jeff, and I do not live there. <laughs> but, like, the same lady that he came in with is, like, now being escorted in to, like, grab the groceries that she brought. And, like, be escorted out. Because he I did whatever. Because yeah. I wasn't there when that happened, but I knew that happened. And I was like, homie is always, like, threatening, like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to walk into your unit and then, like, beat some, some lady that he's with. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, You're not hard. Like, he would always talk shit after I passed him. His son would always talk shit after I, like, walked past the show. I'd be like, yo, what's up? Like, I didn't see anything. And his, his son would beat his girl all the time, too. And I'm like, man, like, you're not stiff. Like, don't, you're not, stop trying to be stiff. It's like, what do you, if you're pussy, just be like, go. Exactly. Like, if you're actually Conquer pussy, something. it's like, yeah, it's like, stop trying to see me with it. Like, you're not going to see me. Like, if you're not, I don't know. It's just like, it's so weird, too, because he always is like, really, like, threatening my life and never followed up never followed he would always he would wait till I left to go knock on my door and I was I'd be like I'd text him I'm gonna be home in like 20 minutes I'm right down the street come home nowhere to be found knock on his door nowhere to be found I'm like stop and then the, the one time he did try to fight me he had like brass knuckles like knives and shit and all this yeah. stuff and I was like fam I'll still swing like I'm still with it like cause I was really I was really pissed at that time so I was like fam like I'm already super hyped so I was like I will see you with these hands right now I don't care if you have brass knuckles like shh Bet. That should I should have I should have just swung on him because initially he was like when I see you it's on site and then I saw him outside and I like, ran up. Now nah, honestly I kept telling you I knew exactly why Jeff got scared. One he should have not moved his back from his wall. Before he knew it it was too late and he was uh, surrounded by people and he's like, my son's not here, Mundo's not here. Yeah. They're telling me it's just him, me, and this kid, but I got weapons on and that one dude is way too long. Like. I really didn't... I thought you might try and fight, but I was like, yo, at the end of the day, I'm more worried about Bar. Because, like, Bar has, like, the emotion part. He's like, I am not going to watch any of my niggas lose a fight. And I might be <laughs> projecting was, in that situation. Because nah, nah, <laughs> he was cool with it. He was just going to watch the fight. He's like, yo, whatever turned up. And, like, homie had, like, knives and brass knuckles and shit. And, like, he's like, fam. He's like, he's, he's like... He's like, it's a fair fight. He's like, but if you swing on my dog like brass knuckles him, he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm sneaking. Up. He's like, I'm stealing you, fam. Like, I'm stealing off on it. And I was like, and I was getting hyped. I didn't notice. But like, yeah, no, I know. I was like, he doesn't even notice how hard his best friend is backing him up right now. Like, y'all are gonna murder this old man. Nah, homie was like, really. I was like, yo, put him down, fam. He's like, no. I'm like, then I was like, you see me with it right now. I was like, if I swing, like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna fight you, fam. Because I initially was gonna hit him. Uh. But he said it's on site, so I went out of the... I changed, and then I went outside and saw him, and, like, walking towards the apartment. So I jumped over the little railing thing, and I ran up to him put my hands up, and he didn't put his hands up, so I didn't, like... I just ran up like that, and I was like, uh... I was like, yo, what's up? And I had my hands up in front of him, he's like, what? Like, blah, blah, this shit. And he didn't put his hands up, then he, like, ran back to his house, and then got, like, his weapons and shit, and then yeah. came back and tried to fight. And I still think about the kids fighting on the playground whenever I'm about yeah. to initially get into a fight, because those kids weren't as dumb as we thought. And I'm like... Pass the first lick. Mm-hmm. Until you can do then, like, are you talking again? No, you're not talking. So, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? You want me to put a chip on my shoulder to knock it off or something? Yeah, I should have known he was going to try to grab weapons, honestly. And that's why I regret not just, like, immediately just, like, hitting him when he said it was on site. Like, I didn't want to because he didn't have his hands up. And I was like, whatever, like, I'm not going to sneak you or steal off on you or whatever. But I was at the same time, I was like, when he was trying to get, like, knives and shit involved, I was like, dude, like, just fight me with your hands. You're, like, 6'2", and, like, kind of fat. You got a height advantage, like... Yeah, you got a height and a reach advantage. I'm, like, 
I'm not big. Like, I'm fast, but I'm not big. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you you might win. You know, it's a 50-50. I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't, I don't how know. How long can I don't you know. endure? That, yeah. That's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's how I want to fight. I don't know anything about how you grew up or anything like this. I have no, no, nothing in your back. You could be, like, cold. You could, like, be, like, like good with it, you know? I don't know. I was just trying to fight. I was like, at this point, it's like, I'm just trying to get some action out of this. <laughs> yeah, same. That's, like, me just every day now because, like, people don't stop. And, like, now I'm at the point to, like, call your mother, brother. Like, it can be five on one, like. I enjoy a battle. Like, mm-hmm. anyone that's listening that, like, has some hostilities, because, like, I can hear them as well. The episode will be over in roughly 20 minutes. Hey. Like, I, I've stopped caring. Like, mm-hmm. what reason does anyone want to do this? Like, are you just being allowed to be loud? Because if you're being allowed to be loud, like, please come be a guest on the podcast, because I already think you're crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, at least, like... Because my thing initially was, like, we, even when his son and him were acting crazy, like, when we had that party, that dance party, I was like, yo, y'all are invited to come through. It's like, squash the beef. Like, we got beers, exactly. we got some bud. It's like, come drink, come chop it up. And I'm going to tell you, like, because the whole thing started over a misunderstanding that he, he got. So I was like, come drink, come chop it up. I'll explain why I'm mad. And I'll explain what I meant. Like, you mis- you misunderstood me. Everybody was drunk and fucked up. He thought I was trying to be an asshole. He was just being like, nah, bro, you're being a dick to O'Groh right here, you know, you're just being kind of, like, racist, not intentionally, but it's like, you're just, you know, I'm not, like, you're being an asshole right now, you know, uh, but I wasn't like, yo, like, fuck you, you piece of shit, white trash, like, he's like, I've never been so disrespectful, like, you're treating me like I'm trash, like, no, fam, I'm calling you out. Yeah, the white trash thing came from something that he heard from someone else, so he's like, oh, this one person said, oh, and the phrase white trash wasn't even used, the phrase brother was used, and by, uh, a female calling him brother, he assumed that it had to do something with being white. Mm-hmm. And he, like, took that too far and was like, oh, everyone hates us around here because we're the only white people. No, he... But he was white, his son was white. Literally... at the end of the block was white. He literally was like, I'm not your fucking brother. We're not the same. Like, don't call me fucking brother. Like, and she's like... She was just like, I'm just trying to be nice to you. He's like, you know, hey, brother, like, what's up? And she was like, hey, brother, like, you want to drink? He's like, don't call me brother. Like, we're not brothers. And I was like... Damn, like, that's some, like, really, like, kind of racist shit. You're like, yo, like, small minority woman, like, you're not, we're not equals. He's like, don't act like we're equals. He's like, yeah. okay, bro. Like, and I was like, yo, that's some racist asshole shit. And then he went on a whole tangent about, I've never been treated so bad. You're calling me white trash. You're being racist to me. I was like, nah, fam, you, you're just, you're on some shit right now. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, you're actually, like. She literally was offering you a drink, and you're like, don't call me brother. Like, we're not the same. Like, I, he's like, what, do I look like you? He's like, don't call me fucking brother. Like, he, like, went on a whole thing about it. I was like, you got to chill out with that. Yeah, all right. I never heard that part yeah, about that, what that's, Jeff said. that's what initially started I only it. heard from Valentine about Jeff's feelings. That, that That's what initially started it, and then she was like, man, fuck you, man. Like, you're a fucking dick and all this stuff, and he got hyped, and then they walked him inside, and, I, and then he's like... What's that shit about? Like, everyone's, like, treating me like I'm an asshole. And I was like, Jeff, you were being an asshole at that point. It was kind of racist what you're doing, you know? And he's like, what? Like, he's like, you think I'm fucking stupid? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I never said that. He started, like, projecting. She's like, you think I'm, like, white trash and stupid, huh? Like, blah, blah, Like, everyone's treating me like I'm trash. Like, I don't know shit. Like, I'm dumb. And I was like, no, fam. Like, I'm just saying, like, you're, you were being a dick. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to be like, you're being a dick. And then from that, he went on a whole, he told d on them. And he's like, fuck y'all. Like, our pieces of shit. Like, all the so a lot of it was like him projecting, but I was just like, that's initially what started is like he was just being a dick to old girl. 
He's like, I'm not your brother. Don't call me your brother. And I was like, he literally was like, we're not the same. He's like, do I look like you? He's like, do you, like, what makes us your brother? He's like, he's like, what, what are you? What are you? He was literally like, what are you? Like, what is that? Because, you know, she's obviously lesbian. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like, don't call me your brother. He's like, don't, don't do that. He's like, I, I, he's like, I don't want to be associated with you. Like all that shit. And I was like, fam. Again, I didn't. He was on some All shit I got like from <laughs> Valentin was, hey, you need to get your friend Stephanie to apologize because she was being over here being rude with all your other friends to Jeff last night. She, she, started, she started being rude after he said that shit. She was like, really like, look, because he changed the music to like black metal or something. And then she was like, hey, you know, uh, the host of this party had different music on. Can you like change it back, you know? And he's like, no. He's like, fuck that and all this stuff. And then she, she was like, look, man. Like, I'm not trying to be aggressive or anything. He's like, you know, it was a different vibe. Like, here, like, here, take this. I brought this bottle. Like, take this shot. Come on. I'm like, come on, brother. Like, we're cool. And then he went on a whole thing about it. So that's that's actually what started. And then I was like, yo, you're being an asshole. And he went way overboard with it. And then I was like, hey, if you want to fight me. And then he kept threatening me. And she was like, bro. And which I was I didn't care. I was like, dude, if you want to fight me, fight me. And then when he started showing up to my house and like him and his son were like looking through the window and like being creepy and shit, that's when I was like, all right, bro, this shit has to end. I was like, and then his son was pussy too. Cause he was out, when he was outside talking to y'all, uh, mm-hmm. you and the neighbor and I was just like, Hey man, I would appreciate it if you and your dad didn't come. Remember I was like super respectful about it. I was like, if y'all didn't come over and like lurk in my window and like be weird, I invited you to the party, try to squash the beef and all that shit. And I, he starts walking away he's like man fuck you pussies all that shit I was like alright pussy I was like she was like, don't get hype on me exactly like, like how am I gonna squash beef when I got imaginary with beef with people that I don't even know yeah I was like I literally I was like I literally came at you respectfully like hey can you tell your dad to stop like being like with some weird shit you know and like come talk to me and like have a conversation with me we could smoke and have a beer then you start yelling at me too and I was like okay and then he told his dad like oh he ran up threatening me I was like man there's like two other people there that's all I was literally like super respectful I was like dude just come talk to me like don't <laughs> and so that was the point where i was like All humans right. don't uh, understand communication that's uh how we get to cancel culture to so now you can get canceled or in your case you got canceled by a female who got her white knight to come fight you mm-hmm. right or to attempt to or to like make you feel bad mm-hmm. you never threatened anybody's life or anything right but the other voices were so loud to where like hey this must be the right thing to do so once cancel culture is implemented how do we get to the point where we're like you know what? The people need to punish this person somehow. And how can uh, whoever the people are know that they're right? Yeah, it, it's also like... It goes down to like perception too. Because it's like... It was me, individual, my whole thing, individual artist or whatever. And a massive non-profit with 60k plus followers. And the person that runs that Instagram page being like, Yo, fuck this person. I don't like them. And these people are not even from the city or the state. It's from all over the place. There's some locals and like some some different cities and some different states. So it's like perception. If you see a organization that you trust and care for and support, being like, hey, don't don't like this person. You're gonna be like, yeah, okay. I I've been I've been supporting this organization. They've never lied to me. So why would I? You know, again, which is like, that's why it's like I, I do think people should definitely see both sides of everything. You know. Um, but yeah so that's also like a thing it's a perception thing if they see someone big or a name big or an organization or something they trust and like support demonize something like they're most likely not going to look into it they're just going to be like yeah they've never steered me wrong before 
Yeah. Makes sense. This person's influential. I believe, believe them. Yeah, I believe I'm used them. to being a follower anyway, sheep or sheep. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was weird. It could have been worse, though. But We're going to bring that episode to an end, guy. Do you have anything to plug, actually? Um, I don't. All um, right. Live life. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, yeah. Fight if you need to or if somebody's going to be outside in the next few minutes. Um, also, I'm thinking about that, that deep fried meme where it's like that like dude, the white dude with like all the saggy clothes and shit in the gun. And he's like, that wasn't very live, laugh, love of you, King. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That shit, that's what I reminded me of was that meme. <laughs> like, that shit had me dying. That shit's funny. Um, but yeah, just um, be good, you know, enjoy life. Don't let it get you down. Yeah.